Dynamite Teddy, the show over three old pals, swap three games and have a blather about it. Now this isn't your normal Dynamite Neddy. No, 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 this is quite special. To commemorate the football tournament we've just seen that Scotland done absolute shite in, still breaks my heart. We are sitting at, I think it's the second, is it the third or second Hamden Park? One of five. <laughs> one of five, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's, it's significant because one of the Scottish behemoths of football used to play here, third Lanark, the high high. And we thought we'd take it upon ourselves to come here for a FIPA special in the historical backdrop of the south side of Glasgow at Kafkin Park. And the only uh, probably extant FIPA club that you can actually sit in and enjoy is a public park, which well, is nice. I'm sitting, sitting within the ruined terraces here. <laughs> yeah. It's something I've always wanted to do, come here and check it out, man. But, it was not very impressive for my heat. <laughs> oh well, I thought you were overawed by it. That's uh, why you weren't speaking very much. But who, who you got to buy a drink to get an introduction around here? <laughs> oh, aye, aye, aye. Uh, <laughs> uh, the guys I made the day are, uh, <laughs> as always, the QB's favourite software programmer, Mick McCormick. Hello. And my pal, Mick Cotterby. <laughs> that Navy's favourite. Thanks. Uh, hello. And friend of the show, and previous contributor, you might remember him, John E. Branchfield. Hello, thanks for having me back. How are we all doing, guys? <laughs> ah, no bad. Um, what did we think of the Euros? Oh, Christ, well, no Scotland's perfect, fuck that. I mean, once we were out, I enjoyed it a lot more, I think. I know, it was sweet bum time all the way through. As usual, England got a pure easy fucking path to the final. Ukraine in the quarterfinals, what the fuck? Ukraine but, in the quarterfinals is a bit of a joke, but, I mean, I think with the final performances, as much as it fucking pains me to say it, they were probably there on merit. The Denmark game was fucking shocking, mind you. I think my favourite part of the whole tournament was when that wee saga was thought he was away. And Chiellini just grabbed him with a scuff at it. Went, You're going nowhere. So. A... <laughs> I enjoyed the memes. Big fucking Chiellini is playing oh, a tournament for oh. me, man. Just for the absolute shithousery. See, before taking the penalties with Spain, where he was building that wee Jordi Alba, I fucking That was all posturing, man. That was all posturing. It was like, Jordi Alba, man. Right, Barcelona left back. He's one of the most famous players in the world. And fucking Chilini's like, ah, wake up, we mind, <laughs> mind games. Not <laughs> the game, are we digging that? I mean, t- take away the fact that England got to play like Burton Albion in a semi final. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the entire tournament. I thought it was one of the best Euros well, that we've had good. for a long time. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I thought Italy deserved to win it. They were by far and away the best team. They were exciting for the first time in my entire life. Aye. Um, <laughs> Even the group stages were good. So, aye. It was well, good. I don't know if we said we're going to avoid it, but seeing Scotland at a major tournament was fucking brilliant. I mean, England, the only teams they never beat was the Italians and us. <laughs> well, that's a badge of honour. Uh, Paul Dog on Twitter said that um, supporting Scotland in a major tournament is kind of like, um, like tapas. You get a, a wee sampler of all the other teams that are playing against England and support <laughs> them, but you don't have to commit to it. <laughs> well, now we know what it's like, Trips. I know 98 was our first one, but now we know what it's like to get put out in the group stages. So now well, we can join our, our ancestors um, disappointment. I mean, I'm old enough to remember it quite fondly, getting put out the last time. So, um... <laughs> Aye, Scotland, man. But we obviously watched the first game of you and your dad. And uh, for a hope, for a hope. We went to the region, the Catholic Working Man's Club. We didn't know we wanted God on our side, uh, but even that was not enough <laughs> to overcome nah. a mediocre Czech Republic side. Nah, uh, the Czechs <laughs> didn't believe in the Virgin Mary that day and just <laughs> sacrificing David Marshall for fucking. That fucking shit, man, with the wonder goals. But the second game, England, both what a performance. Cloud nine that night, tell you. I've never celebrated a 0-0 victory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the, I mean, I had uh, 
they both mix here in my house for that game and uh, it got a bit riotous um, for, for, for a wee house and there was hardly any was there it, it got to scenes in fact uh, Michael McCormick ended up spewing in my, my clothes yeah sign uh, a good night I have got it on record they were going to beat us about 4-5-0 yeah, we, we Phil Foden got his Sarah wee haircut and I think he was going to do the goal <laughs> celebration. I was going to bring back a Slim Shady thing for 2000. It just didn't happen for him, did it? Yeah, I don't yeah. think he played another game. In fact, did, did he even play against us? I came on. I think he came, came on. on. He came on. Stay cigar, but... See, yeah. Grealish, see fucking big Steve O'Donnell taking Grealish right out of the game, man. <laughs> Trying to skin him. I don't know what I went, fuck you and booted him, man. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It was the, the wee bit of McGinn part about Grealish was funny as fuck in that interview where he was saying to Stephen O'Donnell, you know, don't um, insult him because that makes him play better. Aye, so he was feminine, going up to him and going, like, oh, you've got quite nice calves and that. Like, <laughs> I, I, really, like, I think you're a good player. I like, I like your haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Grealish's a fine player, but he might be too nice for playing against Scotland because fucking Stephen O'Donnell will just take your head off. But um, obviously, it all ended in disgrace for the English bastards. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> I thought the I, I thought this kind of week weeks delay recording it would have kind of cooled some of the the, the venom. It's not it's not bad enough to lost the Euros, but also the three players uh, they really get into. I hope they come play for Scotland and defect man because we'd love to have. Well, fucking... I'm I'm going to confess my sins. Obviously, I was supporting Italy, but the moment fucking Rashford hit a post, I felt bad for him so in, that, yeah. in that moment. Young um, boys, isn't it? I was like, he's going to take some fucking amount of abuse for them. It's not even good players. I mean, when it was Beckham and Ashley Cole and I, but they are fannies. But no, well, they used to, used to have all these fucking punchable face cunts, Terry, Rooney, Lampard, fucking... <laughs> you, it's, it's hard to Gary hate Neville. our current players, <laughs> really. I know, but... Boys, that boy was 19 it took your last penalty aye it's too young some amount of fucking pressure getting subbed on <laughs> got made I mean I'd, get hit to the side you, say, you say that they're all equal I think uh, Shabeto, Carlos and that whole thing I kind of want to punch mm. no that's Harry Maguire that's right that, fucking greeting face usual cut. fucking arrogance for the pun. The pundit, punditry class is the worst thing for me I mean probably joint worst with our fans um, best way about it Graham Sooners after the game is like that Football's coming home, not with that team. I bet he was shiting his cells right up till he fucking hell. Let's go. Been called, called Judas. Judas, Judas wouldn't take that well, man. So, aye, anyways, today, as we said, it's a football special. Uh, we're going to be talking about FIBA games. Just before we go on to FIBA games, since this is my second time and I'm the, the reserve that's been subbed in, <laughs> if only it was my hat trick and my, my third time here. And I would get a hat trick ball. But since I'm not, I thought I'd give you a wee present. Oh, now, the podcast know. won't be able to see us, but I'll describe it. Describe it visually. There's, uh, there's one thing, being a listener to a show, that I Bob like more than anything. <laughs> and I have brought it for them today. Let's see it. And that is Big Sprites. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, so a, a big, big bottle of Sprite for an Eddie boys. You're yeah. all going to have to share it because. Uh, and Johnny, Johnny has produced for his backpack a 2L of Sprite <laughs> yeah <laughs> not bad frames of animation you know? <laughs> and he's over yes. the moon <laughs> incredible oh man Hush. Well, I wanted to be the first guest to bring you a gift to be honest <laughs> so hopefully future guests up your game aye, aye. <laughs> that's now mandatory <laughs> before we get into our actual games the, the meeting totties uh, the mincing totties rather I thought a couple of honourable mentions just while we're doing the original bump at the start. Anything that isn't getting covered that you think deserves a, a wee nod? Ooh, that's a quite a good question. Greatest retro football games. So for me, and one that I was I was actually going to do, 
based solely on one mode in this game. It wasn't the, the best game by any stretch, but as this is football. No, I remember it. what I, I was going to go for. And the reason I was going to go for this is football, because they are the only computer game I've ever seen that had a mode in it that was a jumpers for goalpost league. <laughs> and it was, it was school teams versus other school teams, and you used to be able to do wee cups and wee leagues, and it actually had... Jumpers for goalposts. Right. So you got, you got to argue with your pals if uh, it went over a post and uh, you were saying it was a goal and they were saying it wasn't a, but the computer was telling you that it was a call mark and that. So <laughs> it, got, it got ridiculously frustrating. But also, to keep it kind of real, instead of being the stats of the players in the game, they made all the wee guys in it absolutely shite. <laughs> so, like, they were slow as fuck. Aye, their shots were terrible, their crossing was terrible. It was just an absolute like arcade stramash of wee wains running about on a computer game. And I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> that sounds great. Aye. There's, there's a really good article someone wrote for it was like for an American like sports website. They set up a league in one of the Madden games, um, but set all the teams to be custom teams and all the stats uh, for is one for everything. And just like auto played the league and took like a, a shot of the highlights and that like people fucking just failing miserably to get the ball, <laughs> failing miserably to do anything. I've, I've got a couple of FIFA books, right? Because we're not going to. I don't have a cover in FIFA today. No, we don't. But, have, uh, we don't have one of the. One of the. Me- one of the Mega Drive. The first one that came out was uh, FIFA International Soccer, and it had the uh, the lovely yellow chip, like EA. Yellow you chip like the yellow bit, and uh, <laughs> that engine had a, a cracking bug in it where. If you get booked right, the ref had to catch you. You could run away. <laughs> you, could run, you, could, <laughs> you could run away the pitch and the ref would just fucking catch you for all eternity, man. But it's pretty cool. Remember um, that? That was, that's one that stands out. Another one was FIFA 98, Road to World Cup. That had... A kind of story mode, didn't it? No, it had the full World Cup, but qualifiers too. Yeah. So you could go to Antigua, you could go to fucking Bangladesh, <laughs> all these teams, man. And Sealand. And at the time, brilliant. And then they had the indoor. That was the first one, the indoor pitch. As well, that was a great game. FIFA. 98. So the, the thing, even with FIFA, like so, the the original FIFA was FIFA International Soccer. Aye. And uh, so even for the very first game that they had in the kind of sensei soccer generation of FIFA games, yeah. had seventy six FIFA teams in it, or the international FIFA <laughs> teams in it, which was massive. But also, the only reason that EA made that is because John Madden was such a big hitter in America. Yeah. But it was shite sales in Europe. Uh, so sense. they made it and it was just a carbon copy, exactly the same game. They just changed the, the pitch and everything about it was exactly the same. And all the animations <laughs> It's a completely different fucking game. The rules are completely different. But though. no, but like see like the the way the the, the, the mechanics were so it was like a wee yellow circle that was run your players and that was like you pass uh, it to the other wee yellow circle guy. Like it was all exactly the same as the original John Madden game. That's right, because <laughs> it said like taking scrimmage and that, didn't it? They actually did it was it was a fucking lifting shot from America just wow. so they could sell to the European markets that's amazing um, uh, FIFA 2000 mm. had something funny in it it introduced relegation right FIFA 2000 was the one by Robbie Williams was, they put Robbie Williams in a game because he was the shit at the time apparently <laughs> and uh, he was fucking played for England in Port Vale which is the team that supported but if you play the Scottish League, right, there was three teams. Did you say Robbie Williams played for England? Put I in a game. <laughs> in, the order, in the order universe of this game. But if you play the Scottish League, right, if there was relegation and Morton were one of the teams that could come up, you couldn't play as them unless you were playing them and you could switch your. So they're kind, of, they're kind of like Reptile. <laughs> there, was a way, there was a way to make Morton appear, Morton but they're only a standard character. So, so what you could do is you could play a full season, 36 games, and then maybe, maybe it could be air. Morton, uh, or it could be like fucking Airdrie or something but if you got Morton up 
You couldn't pick him to play, but what you could do if you got Martin in the league, you could put your pad over the outside and control Martin. Ah, ah so that was another good thing about it. The one I wanted to mention was just because a few people mentioned it. Well, if you want some proper weird in terms of football games, is one called Wild Cup Soccer. Johnny, were you one of the ones that was talking about this? Where yeah. it was a kind of violent football game, and you would have like Vikings versus Saracens, or you could be Roman <laughs> legionaries and that. They cut each other's heads off and that. They like blood sprayed cool. everywhere, and I don't, I don't know if it was actually any good. But it was quite it a few was, games. Like that. I know one was red card for the PS2. Red card. Barry Jones done the red card was pish. <laughs> was that uh, part of the whole fucking football casual like um, was, uh, seat, like they kind of had an, like, an artistic sort of movement for a while? Remember the photo? It was a uh, Gaza getting his boys grabbed off a Wimbledon's fucking. It was his name. Him at a It was a ball grabbing uh, simulator. Roger Federer. <laughs> yeah. So it was a game about grabbing men's boys, and it was Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, but on it started with Barry Jones. We came on with a big like, fucking novel. What you gotta do is grab the best player by the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what button was that? <laughs> is that the one that had a button that you could hack somebody, but you always got a red card in it, but you could also dive? No, there was no rules. The point of it was it was it was dirty football, so you're, you're running about fucking shouldering people, slide tackles everywhere, and basically Hugh Dallas yeah. was in charge, and it was a Celtic versus Celtic fucking. Hibs game and he couldn't even hit him with a coin which he deserved <laughs> <laughs> I'm made any money because it was fucking pish uh, there's going to be listeners than me that get about half of these references <laughs> at best <laughs> other football games well Pro Evolution Soccer took your mantle for FIFA that was brilliant man they were the best ones there was a whole rivalry for them uh, for a while like I don't know is, are they still making Pro Ev games is that is yes, that, is that rivalry being won F- FIFA is now considered better? FIFA is considered superior I think only I, other than like, purists I would say for the mm, other I mean I am covering two international superstar soccer games so I mean I can what? I can discuss that the, well, that's what the, happened the, I, the, 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 the ISS games right they incorporated 360 movement Whereas before, FIFA only done eight directions. Oh, you're jumping ahead here. So FIFA <laughs> incorporated... my notes. <laughs> so FIFA incorporated a lot of things. They took a lot of things to win the living, which um, was a Japanese name for Pro Evo. Another honourable mention, I think I'll chuck in, actually as a Pro Evo game, I think my pal Sean mentioned it as, I think it was six or seven or something like that, purely for a mode. I remember this as well, it was pure fun, where you could you picked four teams and then you get a mishmash of their players so you could play a pal ah, and you picked four teams each and you got a smash team of cool. combined players. Good thing about it, uh, you could, there was a bit where you could put like seven players for them and 11 for yours. Nah. So you could play like a pure mismatched handicap game. <laughs> if you want to just really show off, <laughs> like I could beat you seven men. But uh, it's, it's, I don't really want to talk too much about ISS and um, Pro Evo because that's, that's, that's what Johnny's, Johnny's talking today. But football games, uh, I tell you what, fucking, I, I, I'd say that it's one of my favourite types of game. Because I like it. <laughs> well, and that, 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 that's a lovely way. That that's a lovely way. Garden Park. This yeah. has been getting away, Eddie. It's a pity we can't sign the episode after that. Um, well, is that leading us on to our? You want to? You want to announce the? Right. Okay. So Mick McCormick here, right? Doesn't like football. Not in the slightest. So right. I picked two very un- unconventional football games that are made to my taste. His dad's fucking Celtic daft, right? <laughs> Unless your paper are asking. Right? They all know already. Right? So no, I'm a long fan of Greenock Morton. <laughs> but anyways... No, it's your secret. <laughs> but I thought I would give Mick uh, something that I remember for playing a PlayStation, which is very sparingly because I had an N64. But I remember doing my back, I had this thing, it was like a... Do you remember where the gifting pony on was? Listeners will only obviously, but of course it's, uh, <laughs> of course it's, it's the first time you've acknowledged that listeners won't get 
a very specific <laughs> Greenock reference. Right, there's a pub called a Black Cat, which is a pure Celtic pub. Right next door, there's a thing called a Gift Emporium. It's which basically just a shop. Some sold questionable teddy bears in there. Furniture, <laughs> bongs, and that and shit. But uh, just a normal shop. But round my back was the back of their shop, and it used to have this kind of fire alarm at the top. And I used to spend a lot of time just trying to hit this fire alarm. And I played this game called Emission at the same sort of mechanic as it. And you could go Edgar Davids. <laughs> right, so this is a game that's um, for the PS1 uh, called The Mission. In Scottish slangs, if something's like a, a real deal, a really difficult task, you call it a bit of a mission. Which a heavy mission. sums this game up like, fucking <laughs> perfectly. Um, so it's based off a, one of the, if not the only game of all time to be based off a, an advertisement, to be based off a, a TV advert. And um, this was, was it the run-up to one of the World Cups? Um, um, I don't know, Cool Spot was based off an advertisement. Oh, that's true, yeah, <laughs> fucking seven up. I think it was just like Nike were doing a type of a, a, a promotion, I think they maybe got a few players In fact, Joy did a fucking McDonald's game on this. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's based off, of the, based off of the mascot more so than Wait, the, like a, an actual TV. Yeah, we all agreed that the only reason Henrik Larson was there is because he played for Celtic. <laughs> It was an advert, and it was a really cool advert at the time. I remember really liking it, even not liking football that much. There was Basically, a long version and a short version of the advert aye, as well. You might have only a, a, direct, a director's cut. Yeah, yeah. And, but you could Unfortunately see for McCormick, it was a fucking long version of the And the concept was that the kind of world's greatest footballers were tasked with breaking into this kind of, some kind of institution that had held their, their new football hostage. Um, and it was on a kind of a plinth surrounded by like uh, lasers, like trip wires. It was like a Mission Impossible kind of thing. And the best players in the world had to fucking break this thing out. And then as soon as they got it, the alarms went off. Ninjas attacked them. And they had to fucking dribble the ball past these ninjas. And then like kick the ball at them and fucking blow them up or something. And then escape by fucking smashing through some, some windies. Picture allergy in the house. The bit <laughs> where it turns up he's massive. And oil lasers and that, I don't remember. Yeah, which, yeah. It was Mission Impossible, basically. It was a bit, kind of Mission Impossible inspired. Um, advert to make everyone want to go and buy this uh, this football. So they decided to cash in on the popularity of this advert by making a PS1 game about it. They never hired like EA or the team behind FIFA, the teams behind Pro Evolution Soccer. They they hired a complete no mark French uh, development studio that hasn't made any other game that I've I've ever heard of. And, and, and obviously because you're so excited by this advert and the concept of it and how exciting it is, you loved this game. Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> well, see, at the time you could make in for the PlayStation, it would sell something. This is a bargain basement game. I think they only they probably did sell it for like five, ten quid. So it was a budget release. Oh, they yeah. didn't even have much of a budget. <laughs> they didn't have much of a fucking uh, budget to speak of when they were developing it. I guess you'd have to describe it as like a football beat 'em up. It's pretty unique. Like you kind of like the advert. You're kind of passing, shooting the ball, dribbling, but you're getting attacked by ninjas and you've got to kick the ball at them to, to damage them. What is the magic special ball called? Again, it's got a funny name. Oh, I should have fucking, like, I'll cut this out while I search for it. <laughs> right, so I actually just remembered in real time that the ball was called the... Um, <laughs> the Seamless. <laughs> it was called the Geo Merlin. Right, that was ah. the fucking, that, that was a new, the shiny new ball that they were trying to rescue for these ninjas. So you would... <laughs> <laughs> yes. We interrupt this this recording to bring you a, a dog, a dog che- chasing a, a dog magpie. Chasing a magpie. <laughs> <laughs> Delight, wholesome stuff. We don't mean a Newcastle. We, fan. Actually, we actually met that dog earlier. His name's Millhouse. I don't know the name of the magpie. Tournament football. Anything, anything can happen. <laughs> Millhouse is chasing Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you basically you, you pick um, you 
you pick two players, it's, you keep playing one or two players, but you have to pick two players um, of the kind of greatest footballers of their generation. Oh, come on, I'm going to get in here. I would put that in here. Andy Cole. Aye. Aye. I'll get you Andy Cole, but there's no York. You can't have York without Cole. Right. So I'm, I'll, I'll run through the, the players if you remember them from the first bag of the 90s. So Lillian Thurum, if I don't know how to hit Thurum. 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 Love Fitba. I fucking love Fitba, right? Thierry Henry. Dietmar Hammond. Yep. Uh, Aye, Pep yeah. Guardiola. Fabio Cannavaro. Yep. Ashley Cole. Wanko Canoe. Not Ashley Cole. Is it Ashley? It's in it. <laughs> Apparently. It's I even know. worse, man. <laughs> <laughs> according, to, according to Giantbomb.com. Uh, Luis Figo and Edgar Davids, my favourite. Edgar Davids, just he's just had the fucking style of a fucking like fucking um, PS1 football so the glasses. And can, can I get a every one of them are absolute heroes, apart from Ashley Cole. Considering I'm sitting here wearing an Arsenal tap <laughs> in this podcast, I can say that Ashley Cole can go and fuck himself. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fucking upset. He's pumping girls. If you listen, Ashley, you can fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyways. Yeah, I want to say one thing. I seen Edgar Davies live in the flesh. Nice. Hamden 2003, no, that's one. It was a playoff. We beat him one nothing at home, but he ran a whole fucking midfield for the full game. Second leg, we get beat six nothing, and I never recovered it. I've always had fondness for Edgar Davies just because I thought he looked cool. Um, even though he does wear those glasses for medical reasons, I did think it was quite stylish. Ah, he's got tunnel vision or something, eh? Hey, he's um, allergic to grass. I thought he was like X-Men. No, he's, 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 he's got... Extreme hay fever and he's allergic to grass. Other fun fact about him, he now lives in Barnet. Ah, he plays for Barnet? He used to get sent <laughs> yeah, off. He lives in Barnet now, I don't know why. He gets sent off three times in one season, man, just going nuts. Like, oh, my God, Davy, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fitba is ar- arguably the most difficult job he could have chosen with all his ailments, but he'd he done it and he was quite successful at it. So oh, fair wow. play to him. Heart surgery is pretty difficult enough. <laughs> so, who, who else did you pick as your, who was your dynamic duo? What two did you um, go for other So, I went for, I went for Davids and Figo, um, purely because Figo, I like Davids and Figo as the, the kind of default character. It seems, seems like So, did it's much English in each of the players have like a special move do they have something that you can do that, that the other ones can't they do have special moves but they have stats so like so maybe one of those better at passing one of those better at um, striking and uh, things like that so you've got tanks you've got rogues you've got wizards uh, you yeah. in, in my language <laughs> 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 the, the wizards of football do you notice the extra can I focus this French team put into animating the hair of Edgar Davids <laughs> that's where half the budget went thanks quite interesting um, I wouldn't say that they're amazing likenesses of the players Davids was heavily featured in this game he was a main <laughs> he character. was in all the marketing he was and that. in the marketing he was on the front cover and they looked cool as fuck I mean you've got this guy shade no he just shades like bono shades goggles <laughs> you know like for the acting baby era <laughs> fucking aye he was doing it man so actually the, the first level which is where you're kind of doing your Mission Impossible bit past the um, the laser tripwire things you actually pick up David's glasses as a power up, and it lets you see the it lets you see the lasers with which oh, are previously invisible. Fantastic! Kind of like Solid Snake and his night vision goggles or his his fags. See, by the way, just to get into the lore a wee bit, because you know I'm a, a words guy, a story guy. Right? Do we do we get any background on these ninjas? Why have they taken the jail mill and uh, why have the, <laughs> why have the footballers been recruited? Who recruited the footballers to get them back? Was it the UN or Interpol? Or? In the- <laughs> In the advert, I think it's a manager. I think they have a manager that's fucking giving them. And there's a wee kind of interstitial bits in between the levels, but it doesn't tell them much backstory. It just tells you, like, on this level, the the ninjas have got ice magic. (laughs) (laughs) Avoid the the ice magic. (laughs) (laughs) This game sounds fucking amazing. I can't believe you had a bad time with it. Conceptually, it is pretty amazing. (laughs) The first time you noticed something is up, 
is um, after you've done the tutorial, which kind of teaches you to pass and strike and that, get put in the first level, which is like the start of the advert, dodging the lasers and that. But then after you pick up the ball, an alarm goes off and an alarm is um, sitting kind of above you and you have to end the level by deactivating the alarm. Bye. So you've been taught how to shoot, you've been taught how to pass across the ground. This thing is above you and you're meant to somehow use a hidden third move to fucking lob the ball above you and Aye. hit it. It's about like a fishing game. <laughs> Aye, because you're holding, you're holding in the, the, the button to like um, to see how powerful you want to strike. Cast it up to right, but, uh. I didn't have a, a clue how to do this and apparently checking the internet nobody does. <laughs> um, it's, it's incredibly rare. That anyone's ever actually get past the first it's level like, it's, like that, it's like that grappling hook in Batman Forever. Aye, <laughs> or, or, or me trying to play Adam's Family Values. Never been by a first level. So, yeah, apparently like 90% of people just don't know how to get past that, but I don't know if it's explained in the manual. There's a fucking hidden secret code to hit the, um, to, to hit the thing. Aye, some sort of timing. They, they try to explain on YouTube how to do it, but I, I couldn't sure, figure sure, it out. Surely anyway. there's like a special rainbow flick that you can do to... Flick the ball behind you. I think I'm going to try to see how to be shite at it. Aye. I, I was shite at it for that reason. But thankfully, I did find out there was a, a level skip, but I was kind of ticked off at it by this do you, point. Do you think Figo or Terry or any of these fellas played the mission and really liked it? I highly doubt it. <laughs> I've probably got me his whole one night. I'm in a computer game. <laughs> Somebody that's not interested in the fact that he's a fucking Premiership footballer. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a computer I've never game. Done of football games like FIFA and Pro <laughs> I'm in a football game. Doesn't Hold on, was it, was it the mission? <laughs> oh, no, here, plus him, we didn't time stay, man, no chance. He's like Thierry Henry going on a night out, couldn't he get his hole, just brought out a fucking game gear. Hold on then. Alex Kidd. Oh, it's just best fact that we've had a, a random. Um, uh, appearance of Mick McMenemy has <laughs> been, been subbed it's in. It's not that random. He's just been substituted for third Lanark. <laughs> yeah. I lived in the corner, I knew you were here, and I was getting drunk to my pal anyway, so I thought we'd So perfectly it. logical. Yeah. Right, so but when you get past that, it goes into the kind of game proper, which is this kind of beat em up thing. Um, the, I don't know, maybe the concept could work with a good developer, but it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel very. It's not very immediate, like trying to fucking line up your shot and like fucking kick the ball at these ninjas and that to, to attack them. Did you get any ball physics? Um, fine, they were fine. Do, do uh, is the there any, the ball physics were not <laughs> that impressive? Is is there an element of ball control baked into the gameplay, or is the ball glued to your feet? Oh, I hate that. It's glued to your feet, really. Aye. Um and, and then if you, you kick it far you, away enough, it can like just magically come back to you. Ah, right, is it okay. like you get one of them kick masters on? But if you put it away, no matter what, it's going back to you. Like, yeah. Or yeah. Shoes. Um, <laughs> so like these ninjas are fucking chasing you. Try to tag you, take the ball off you. When they have it, they don't really do anything. They just kind of hold it, and you've got to tackle them and get it back. But the funny thing with the gameplay is actually you're meant to not really be able to damage them. The players if you don't have the boss, you've got to kind of worry about getting the ball back and that. But if you slide tackle, you can actually hurt the baddies as well. And it's like a lot more direct because you're not have to fucking lining up the ball and that. So I just basically let them have the ball for most of the game. <laughs> just <evil>. fucking sli- <laughs> just slide tackled them. And I th- th- that's kind of the only enemy you've got. But there's like kind of environmental things. Like there's kind of like switches you've got to hit and stuff like that to get through the levels. But mostly you just try to pummel these fucking... This one type of ninja um, that for some reason has ice magic. <laughs> can so the, you. Did you accomplish the mission? Uh, no, I didn't accomplish the mission. I got to another bit which is... which. Um, Similar to the first bit where you have to time your, your strikes to like turn on a, a switch um, to open up another section of the pitch and I still did, didn't know what I was doing. So I couldn't really get I think, further I think it. the one thing it could save this game, I'm hearing ice magic and ninjas quite a lot. <laughs> if you got to the end and you had to play football against Sub-Zero. <laughs> um, I mean, really, if you're going to have a football game and have ninjas and stuff in it, 
they might as well have just made Shaolin soccer. That, that would make a, that would have been excellent. That fucking full roster of fighting game moves. Actually, coming on to when when we get him McCormick's next game, that kind of exists on modern consoles, <laughs> um, and it's quite recent. Nice. <clears throat> um, so that so would you say the mission leaves a lot to be desired? Mission failed. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, mission accomplished, uh, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't recommend putting is it like Operation Barabossa. <laughs> Aye, I'm going to say yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it Mission Impossible? The game is Mission Fucking Impossible, actually. Yeah, I don't know anyone that's beat it, let alone get past the first level. Um, I not, not, very, <laughs> not very much to enjoy. Um, the, the most enjoyable thing is Figo's funny wee camp dance that he does when, um, when oh, he plays a level. There's not much to distinguish the players apart from they do have funny wee celebration dances. For the sake of the microphone, could you give us an example? Of the, 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 the... <laughs> I mean, what? You wouldn't? <laughs> you wouldn't hear it? Uh, <laughs> listener, uh, McCormick has just produced a very funny dance. Um, <laughs> hope you can enjoy the mental picture yeah, of that. It was, it was something akin to Morris dancing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you that in Tom's hot dog stand. <laughs> I was impressed he brought his own nipple tassel. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny comes bearing gifts I come bearing accessories Bearing accessories mate What's next But yeah So that's um, I think we should hand over to, to Mick For his first game Of Aye. the evening Although I'm, I'm going to take a slight Divergent here To point out That Johnny brought us a gift And brought big sprites <laughs> Yes <laughs> So when you're yes. back on You need to bring a golden axe yeah. <laughs> um, Brought some strong bow <laughs> I'm actually quite glad That McMenemy is here for this but um, my first game is Dundee's European Challenge for the ZX Spectrum fe- featuring the, the legendary Jockey Scott so we've, got, we've had a mission and now a well, challenge let me give you a background man Dundee were a fucking heavyweight in Scottish football in the 60s Dundee got to the semi-finals of the European fucking cup the in first, 1962 the which who, is the UEFA who, cup who did they play? no idea I, oh. I haven't got that in my notes Dundee beat Milan in the semi-finals of the European cup in 56, 57 Beat oh, Milan. Thank you, Rainman. Here's my, my notes. Dundee's uh, <laughs> one of only like four cities that um, had two semi finalists in the European Cup before it came to Champions League. Ah, so, you so you might think that a game called Dundee's European Challenge would cover that. The former European glory days. You might think that, <laughs> but at Disney, <laughs> you, you're dealing with an eight-team SPL. I think it's the eighty-five, eighty-six season, and this game is about trying to qualify for Europe ah. so I think technically if you finish fourth in the league um, you win, win. <laughs> because they've got a place in Europe just to get in Europe Aberdeen were uh, the kings of Scotland at this point so it's they? a one season game what, it is purely one season no it actually is pretty true to life for the 85-86 season the eight teams you get Celtic Rangers Hearts Hibs Aberdeen St Mirren Dundee United and Dundee the ones they're missing are Clyde Bank and Motherwell Morton went down the season before apparently according to Wikipedia they're still missing um, Clyde Bank oh no they're up in the <laughs> also oh, uh, apologies I'm not doing multi-track recording this episode so I can't hear out Andy's burps when Mick is also talking <laughs> oh, at the same time <laughs> some countries that's considered a sign of respect <laughs> the Dundee <laughs> <laughs> the, the entirety of the gameplay in this is that you We'll get your four fixtures for that week, and then you have to sit and four bet. Four fixtures that week? You have to sit and bet. <laughs> no chibis are trips to the pub. <laughs> home, away, or draw. Not, all, not, not, just, not, not for four Dundee. Teams, not, not four fixtures for Dundee. They're not knackered. <laughs> you get all the games you for that week. You get all the games for the eight-team <laughs> SPL, <laughs> and it's a football simulator. You bet home, away, <laughs> or draw. 
you get to watch a little highlight of the Dundee game where it'll be three players on three players and you'll either see attacking or defending your aye, team aye, aye. and they'll score or you might get a penalty or a free kick. I think there's like four or five different things that can happen you're when you're watching oh, these wee highlights. Oh, um, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a niche <laughs> genre of gaming that really I thought, I thought should have took off. A wee bit mere is the football coupon simulator. <laughs> Do you know why is it Dundee's European challenge and not like your bank balance this challenge? <laughs> Dundee's not the protagonist of this. Where's, 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 where's the other eight players? <laughs> so why just why just Dundee? Why not franchise this out for every fucking team? Same well, game. It's the exact same I was, game. I was, I was going to get this and I was going to get into this a wee bit later. It was a, a guy. Series points see you three sides. Like does that represent like more than one player? Take it. Like, it represents what's happening in the box pretty much it doesn't show you right. the pitch you, you. you, you just get, you get a, a view of the goal this game was made by a guy called Wayne Eason who was a Dundee fan and wanted to raise money for junior football he sat oh, and programmed right. a fucking com- a very a very kind of 80s thing where yeah. you, you could just go and make a wee computer game ah. based on a niche interest when was this 1985 it was out e- 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 it's the 86 although so this was Dundee's well like, when did when did when did Archie Knox get sacked as Dundee manager and get taken over by Jockey Scott because this there is also two different versions oh, of this game. Let, let me think back to when I was shitting <laughs> myself in the corner last, last week. I can only answer that because Aberdeen won the Premier League in '85 and then when fucking Alex Ferguson went down south, Archie Knox left. Aye. Ah. But he didn't go down south till 87, 88. But essentially, this is the, 90, this is the 1985 yeah. version of selling a football card. Yes, in the pub. Yes, <laughs> but they they made a, a video game. Um, so the 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 whole point of the game, you bet on these fixtures. If you get three up, you get a couple of quid. If you get off four right, you get a lot of money. You also get a small amount of money from receipts, gate receipts. Whenever Dundee are playing at home, no. When so you, you're going Jockey Scott. So you're basically Jockey Scott in a you're, you're his assistant. You put your own name ah, in. Exactly. This and is you're, amazing. You're, you're Jockey Scott. So you're basically Jockey Scott putting bets on the gatekeeper. There's a bit of conflict in this. No, you're Jim Black. This game. Jockey Scott gets the wages for the week. This is this is eighty. So it's pay packets. It's wee envelopes. We are pay number it. And rather get it to the players, <laughs> it goes to, it goes, it goes to the goalkeeping coach or something. Well, it goes, you go, fucking, yeah, fucking on. fat Murray on the four fifteen at Chepstow. <laughs> 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 Whatever you win, it goes on the players. Who's after a win bonus? When, when you've got enough money, it'll pop up. A flashing message will pop up and say transfer market. Yes, no. You, cl- you click yes. A page appears with all these players. Um, you get a, a weekend of drawing each of them. It's not bad looking. Um, and I thought when I first seen it, I was Can't like, be David Dodds then." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, this must be all the biggest players in Scotland at the time." Need it's wish. no, it's just all players that played for Dundee anyway. You're trying to sign your own players. You've got to try and sign like Stuart Rafferty, they Jim Duffy, <laughs> Colin Hendry, um, and the, the Bobby Connor, the, and they'll all have values attached to them. You want to buy Jim Duffy? He costs you a hundred and twenty grand. Whereas <laughs> players, the players keep leaving because the manager keeps gambling so, the paper. Uh, whereas Stuart, Stuart Rafferty only costs you. Back. 35k or whatever so you can only sign players if you win it at booties yes <laughs> the, the mere players that you've got a wee bar a wee bar goes up and it says European star rating or whatever and Ian the mere, the mere of their players Black that you sign this bar fills up and once a day Dundee start winning their games so I would say when you start off I'm getting into tactics now okay. um, always bet against Dundee when you first start because you're shite once you've got a wee bit of money, start putting yourself on to win. Particularly when you've got the bar nearly filled up. I played three seasons of this and I managed to win the SPL on my third try. Nice. Um, 
because you kind of game the system. Although the results are randomly generated to an extent, the league kind of plays out the same way, where Celtic will pretty much always win their first 10 or 15 games, and then they start losing and drawing, and Dundee United and the Huns catch up with them a wee bit. So once you've played the league a couple of times, you can get a wee bit better at the gambling aspect. Every Hun's been shaked there, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a wee, it's a wee bit like how like, Elon Musk owns him as a Bitcoin, but every time he tweets, the price fucking <laughs> goes really high or really low, and he makes a fortune. This is a fucking joke that Scott's the dog out on his power on the phone at all times. No, no, put on Elgin. Elgin just <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the result, Jockey Scott will. Obviously, I played the Jockey Scott version. I didn't play fucking Archie Knox version. Jockey Scott will appear on the screen and say things like, I'm proud of the lads, or <laughs> I need a new assistant, or my favourite one is when you win by a wide margin. It says, Two days off this week, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Where are Johnny? <laughs> um, did, did he ever say that's Brotheckle? No, unfortunately, doesn't he say he's in charge here or any of that kind of stuff? He's he's, he's not got a jetpack. Is the chairman ever walking in a steel and go joke with Scots in the back of a police motor? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's that's the last kind of quarter of the game. It just shifts a wee bit when he goes to jail. Chief executive of Ladbrokes turns up. I've I've got to admit, right, I get quite into this and I put myself, I pictured myself sitting in some crappy fucking bed set, right? A version of me in the 80s. Sitting about with a couple of pals, we've got tins in, we're smoking hash that's probably 90% plastic. There's probably a pile of scud books somewhere because the internet's not been invented yet. I could probably sit in and have a night, I just try to bet on fake fixtures on the computer with tins. That sounds like the 80s were probably a pretty boring time. I could have probably had a good night out doing that with people. Did you used to sit in your pal's house with all your pals and, and wank back and, to back and, yeah. and watch scud books? Uh, yeah. Watch scud books. <laughs> this is the zap. We, we cut the faces out and then we would kind of put her in. <laughs> I think fair play to, to Wayne Eason or Essen or whatever made this wee game to raise some funds. But my, my final note really is that I am surprised that there wasn't a lot of games that people just made of their favourite team. Do you know what I mean? It kind of stands on its own that I mean, way. I'm I mean, not aware of any other specky games of <laughs> you know, football, football teams. Club football, when they made it like the same engine for the horns, the marketing ploy was... That could not be more different for this, in my <laughs> opinion. That was the same game... That they fucking they stuck an Arsenal badge on and they sold it to cunts in London. Oh, my 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 brother had the Celtic one of that. I had the Celtic one. That's a great money making scheme. We were buying a Celtic game, weren't you? We were buying a. We don't know how many wee cunts were sitting under Spectrum at home, like some wee fucking Yeovil town. On the Spectrum at home, probably. It made like a game on the Spectrum for their pals, and they went with their pals. Went, I've made this wee game for Yeovil town, and it never got past those fucking nine. Guys, it's not I made. Think, I, it's not made it to well, the internet. It's I, lost the reason, time. Well, maybe Dundee Dundee maybe, maybe Dundee's European Challenge because see graphically in that and the the engine does what it was built for. It doesn't glitch out or anything like that. This game is stable and the graphics are no bad for the era. So I wonder maybe there was a load more, but this this one kind of made it because hmm. it was decent quality. If only Dundee FC hmm. was a stabler. Fucking well, crazy bastards. I mean, I, I just find it weird that they're using. What is a pretty shitty vice to say, to get money for these football teams? Like I would be like, I don't know, like a, a heroin simulator to raise money well, for Battersea Dogs Home. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that you really want? Yeah, <laughs> I would play it. 
<laughs> and there wouldn't be any. There wouldn't be any age limit on this game. You'd be, you'd be kids playing it for sure. And they make Nav smack head challenge. <laughs> um, but I'll, I, I think I'll get I'll get McMenemy a wee bit of a last word on this one because I, if I, I believe did you dress up as Jockey Scott one I, time I dressed up as Jockey Scott on Halloween. I, um, <laughs> so so give some give some final thoughts on the legend, I guess. <laughs> So, and maybe in maybe the background to some of the he's, he's the meme version of Chuggy right. Scott because so, I don't really understand this. But fucking ten year ago, 11, 12 year ago now, I think Lee Griffiths was the hottest young prospect in Scottish football, rather than an aged player who texts hot young prospects. <laughs> 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 he just signed for Dundee for hundred thousand pound. Did a new American multi millionaire backing them, and they signed all the best players of the Scottish lower leagues, really. Well, even Championship and a few guys from the, t- the league above. And they created the Lee Griffiths blog on the BBC Sport website. And like every footballer's blog, it was boring as fuck. Yeah. It was all like, oh, we trained today. The gaffer thinks, you know, we're getting good shape, fitness is good. Boring. Lee Griffiths is shit. fucking thick as mince as well. I doubt that he would be ghostwritten. Oh, yeah. Hopkins wasn't bad that season either. There was a few good players that done. The entire Dundee team was full of good players. It just fucking exploded for some. Imploded. But um, a Dundee fan called Dundee Barry. Somebody on the website Pie and Bovel, which is a football forum, did a thing called the Lee Griffiths blog. And they were talking about how shite and boring it was, and he went, it'd be better if it was like this, pretty much. And I can still remember the first line was like, Hi, I'm Lee Griffiths. I was born, raised, and educated in a portaloo on Leith Road. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom of Leith Fork. I believe that. son was it, though? And it was funny. So he put it on a, like, a blog post, and then every month he would put in a new one, and it got this huge following, and it was fucking hilarious. It was beyond belief how if you, funny if it was. If you Google it, it's like um, the final post is was marked season two, so it went long enough that it had two seasons. Wait ahead, yeah. I'll give you a wee chat for one. So this is Asley Griffiths. The training regime at Dens is nothing short of insane. It begins when we're taken into the city centre and told to do laps around the aisles of the Tesco Metro. Shoplifting is encouraged. Rab Douglas treats it like supermarket sweep and runs around filling a trolley before bolting out the door while Tony Bullock distracts the security guard with his sword-swallowing routine. <laughs> we reconvene at Dens and empty our pockets of any stolen goods we manage to get a hold of. Our glorious leader, Jockey Scott, surveys the booty. This is how he picks the team for Saturday. The 11 players whose contraband has the highest monetary value start. Paul McHale returned once with a lion bar and Tesco value toilet roll. Jockey took him to one side and berated him mercilessly. I'm not wiping my ass with that, McHale. Jokey needs the two-ply luxury bog roll, you daft cunt. Didn't even like lion bars either. <laughs> so um, we're all distracted with the fact that somebody was chasing a dog around the park in a Suzuki chimney. <laughs> don't really know what's going on. What, Jambo's coming from? Well, you're 40, you're too late, mate. I don't really know what's going on. So but that lot, was pretty amazing. There's a lot of quotes from Jockey Squat. Um, that's Tekel. Get him, Teltley. Um, who's in charge here? Um... The John Bon Jovi's I, I read the I read the first couple. They're very funny. Um, my my favourite bit for the <laughs> the first blog is that he talks about jockey doesn't he use balls when you're training. He insists that we kick about carrier bags full of human hair. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Harkey's hair. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's honestly without doubt the funniest thing I've ever read, and I reread it last year. The whole thing and was in tears. So read the real. Lee Griffiths blog and do you know what played in these European challenge you can get a fucking browser version of it it's pretty funny to go and have a look at and it it won't take you very long Um, (laughs) so there we go right I tell you 90 uh, the reason why I think we all know this game just like most people in the west of Scotland did a mega drive it's going to bring up just about every episode uh, uh, mega games mega games mega games 
One. So, yeah, the World Cup Italia 90 columns and Super Hang On, if I remember right. And it was a shite one. Aye. Mega, everybody wanted mega games too. Streets of Rage, Gold Match, and Old Bale. Aye, there was two mega games and this was a shite man. World Cup Italia 90. Hate to to you. There was four. There was four? I thought there, there was, was mega three. games one, two, and three, and then there was mega games six, no, my which had was... six games uh, on it. Ma- Microsoft's fucking number ah, yeah, right, right. one scheme. Xbox, Xbox, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. But one and two was a fucking real deal, but I just thought it was right in the midst of the Mega Drive madness, you know? Yeah. But uh, World Cup Italia 90, right? I suppose, obviously, the official game for World Cup Italia 90. The best bit of the whole game is at the very start when you see the mascot going, Wah! Oh, that fucking cubist abomination, that we're, fucking... We were talking about our favourite football tournament mascots and I, I hit out with them. Italian 90s weird fucking, like, Italian futurist-inspired. Uh, um, it's, it's like, it's head is a football and it's, it's got arms and legs in the colours of the Italian, Italian fly, tricolour yeah. flag. But they're kind of cuboid, sort of like pole-shaped things. It's the only mascot I'm familiar with that you couldn't have a somebody to dress up as because nah. he's not got like a torso he's not got proportions like anything like human proportions he's also he's got a big face on a wall that just says C C C C C that deep, yeah. deep cut Mussolini joke there I put a picture of Pavarotti on it it's a horrible mascot that's a given but is it Partick Thistle's Kingsley? I like it, I really do like it it's not quite as, as terrifying as Partick Thistle's Kingsley but it's or a West a, Bromwich Albion's Cobby Boiler just a fucking combi boiler with legs on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my favourite tournament mascot is um, Naranjito from Spain '82. Just a yeah, orange, no, orange, orange Naranjito. Yeah. So this game, bog standard, man. It's probably like the first football game I ever played. And uh, basically, it's a tap down game. You're always shooting up away, which I always thought was easy in these games. Same as Sensei, when you're looking down at the pitch, shooting up away was always easier than shooting down. And this game always makes you go forward for some reason, man. Do you like defensive football? Nah. <laughs> ball physics, surprisingly all right. I like uh, how the ball gets bigger when it goes up to the screen. That's my one I've been in memory. The ball gets bigger when you hit it up. But um, it doesn't capture any spirit of World Cup. But if you play World Cup games before this, for like, um, even like the Atari 2600, they had some sort of spirit of World Cup. But this, this is Disney got it. It's England like, fans don't invade the screen after they get beat. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but it, but it's still a famous game. It's a game that I think most people remember. Like probably uh, the one that most folk have played of, of the ones to, we're talking about. To go, back to, to go back to our ideas of, of the wee pile analogy, Italia ninety was <laughs> in many pile, a wee pile. Like, uh, and, um, and mine. Every, everybody's house. I was had. actually for a gift. I was going to come and give you a wee pile, but my hemorrhoids are doing alright. That's game. Oh, you, you, you give us an analogy. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> game. That's a game. Are all about attributes and who's getting more attributes than the other player. No, this game's just everybody's got the same. It's basically it's a beauty, old man. You're just pinging the ball, pinging the ball, pinging the ball. Sometimes the ball just decides where it wants to go itself, and it's it's not very impressive at the time. You're just happy to have a football game you can play, but there's nothing really special about it. I mean, in my head, it was a lot better than what it actually was when I went back to it, man. I think it's because we're spoiled now, but. So without the childhood nostalgia goggles at Disney hold up very well, it's not a fun revisit. Nah, it's a bit of a spark of that game. And uh, I'll tell you something else. We get robbed in that fucking World Cup. <laughs> they beat Sweden, right? 
I think we only had it was two year old, but I remember it like it was just. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we had uh, we played Brazil and we were very unlucky against Brazil. As we always get KO'd by a free kick. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the game also had like this weird fucking lit top down perspective where you could only ever see everyone's head and shoulders. That was a bit of a strange that choice. Was, that was a lot of the FIFA games back then, though. That was like so that's. Once you got into like sensible soccer, that that's where it kind of started to change, and you started getting games that were more arcadey and more fun to play. Yeah. But before that, Fatba games were two D and they were nonsense. They were, it was just it was just a beautiful. You find yourself on your computer. Mer- radar. There's a radar that shows you a full pitch, and you find yourself kind of merchant into that. Then you had good Fatba games. Your killer apps, I think, were kick off and kick off too before. Aye. Before kind of sensei hit a scene. But this is one of the things that it's got an old relic kill old Fatba games. It's got a tune over it much. Oh, I don't like that. No. Let's Unless it's messing Dorma. But eh, usually when you're playing. Tell you think, hey, you're thinking, what else is on us? Uh, you want to stick on Super Hang On and hear the fucking class <laughs> tunes and that? Aye. But we could have us without mentioning it because everybody couldn't play that. I'm sure Aye. there's people out there that fucking love it. It was it was our Fitbit game, even though it was pretty shite. <laughs> What's your best memory with Italia 90 then? Not one and a half. Don't tell us about the disappointing playing it as a fucking 33 year old man. Tell us about young Andy back in the day who loved Italia 90. Right, okay. my, well, mine, mine would be um, playing it at my, my cousin at my, my aunt's house, but um, the memories would maybe be just looking forward to my aunt making a cracking dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you very seldom got voice clips in Mega Drive games, and at the start of this one, you go, ah! Was that, was that just the sound the, the mascot made? I always thought it was the mascot making it, aye. I try to impersonate the pain scream of the, the girders. Try to impersonate three tenors or something. <laughs> I'd love to have heard fucking Pavarotti, but he just woke up and going, ah! They, they actually just lifted that right out uh, of Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, there's not much to say about it. It's, um, it is kick off. It's kick off, a worse version of kick off. Uh, boys, stick to your feet as well. Go to your feet. A um, shocking thing about the uh, How is the goalkeeper AI? Because in early Fitba games, it was either too good or too bad. Too good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that player for Celtic called Sanchez Broto? He yes. was a pure athletic cunt. It's, he's, it's like them, man. So, uh, you're, that you're famous Celtic goalie that played about 12 games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a Dundee legend, funny enough. <laughs> pub quiz trivia for you there. Um, but uh, you, you'd all Fitba games where, no matter where you shot for, the keeper could kind of just walk. Like fast as fuck would just move. I was like, like playing a game pong. It'd be like a yeah. pass and it would be a pure world save, man. <laughs> but aye, yeah, Tiger 90, one third of Mega Games 1. I didn't really like Mega Games 1. <laughs> Do you know, when you said that, I was the worst like, game of the, I was of like, the worst he's, got no, he's got nothing else to say about Italia 90. I bet he starts trying to talk about columns. I will nip that in the bud right now, then. <laughs> but I, I guess, like, the next game after the disappointment of Italia 90 is, is going to be your game that is ridiculously exciting. I can't even hear it. <laughs> Um, depending on how uh, um, how your kind of preferences lie, you might think this sounds fucking amazing or fucking horrendous. It's um, a game called uh, Captain Subasa Two Super Striker, and this is a 
a Fitba visual novel RPG. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> based on a long-running anime and manga. Long-running anime your, your, your and manga classic series. classic Fitba game. He's a well-known character in Japan. He's really Sebastian. popular in South America <laughs> I as well. Believe, you know? Fernando Torres says that you never played Fitba until he started watching <laughs> really? yeah. he, he never got into Fitba because of Fitba, he got into Fitba because of the fucking manga. manga. I can't believe he missed out Hurricanes game. <laughs> <laughs> Another honourable mention there. Well, I, I nearly got bought that, and my mum came home with Shaq Fu instead, the notorious Shaquille O'Neal fighting game. Who was the guy who um, was Gordon McQueen in it? Oh, and oh the big, big fucking centre back. <laughs> <laughs> Hamish fucking. Hamish McPate or something. Aye. Hamish McCaber or some sort of bullshit, <laughs> like stereotypical Scottish <laughs> name. Toss oh. McCaber. They always get beat at the start and then they come back and play that mad tune and win. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, so it's based off a kind of long running manga. I don't know, um, I didn't get too far in the game, so I don't know much of the plot other than it's about Captain Tsubasa who plays for the Japanese national team and Sao Paulo for some reason Fuck. and is really good you've, at football. You've. you've, you've you, so the coach who took Japan to the World Cup and Captain Subasa won has taken a new job at Sao Paulo. Aye. He goes, all right, Captain Subasa, you're fucking coming with me. So we man's lighting up the Brazilian league, man, and then fucking Japan get into the next World Cup. So again... Sao Paulo, the home of football. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. If, um, if you want like, a real-life football reason for that, it's because Brazil's got a surprisingly big Japanese population. I think the manga was very popular in South America Aye. as well. And, um, Almost all the good Japanese players in the 60s, 70s, and 80s went to Brazil to play. Yeah. So, I Captain Subasa <laughs> is playing in fucking Brazil, and Japan getting it. You, you, the first handful of games, you play for Sao Paulo, and then you go on to fucking uh, Japan World Cup games. Yeah. Like leagues. So, it's kind of a... It, the game only came out in... It didn't come out in English, so I was playing a kind of translated version of it, uh, a ROM patch. Um, and it's on the, the NES, the um, Nintendo. Yeah, it kind of plays out so that you get like a kind of visual novel sort of story sort of section where you get a bit of story and then you play these matches. And the matches are kind of semi turn based sort of RPG things. So you mentioned like the radar in Italian 90. So you've got a kind of radar thing in the, bo- um, the bottom right corner of the screen. And when the boss in your position and you're not being challenged or you're not trying to, uh, try to strike or anything, you just move that about. But when there's a um, say when there's a challenge or when you're going to when you're going to take a corner when you're going to strike it turns out like a, a menu and you get select the different options of what you want to do so like for example if you are defending and you get in front of the ball you have to select whether you're going to try and block the pass whether you're going to jump up um, or whether you're going to tackle um, and that sort of thing and it's a kind of dice roll I, I think yeah it's, and there's a dice roll which is like whether you succeed or fail and there's kind of stats in that that determine, um, you know, what players are good at doing what. So it's all the decisions oh, that players will be making, like fucking so can split you, can second. You, like, can you like upgrade players and stuff like? Can you like if you win games or score goals and stuff? Can you upgrade their stats? Or is, it, is it always just random number, number generators for every instance? I think, the, I think the stats go are Captain Subasa's day anyway. Yeah, I think um, his does. All the all the players like in his team have got fixed stats. So like this guy will be good at heroes. This guy will be good at good at tackling and that and you can see all their numbers and how it's likely they'll be there's as like well a, there's like a rock paper scissors thing you were saying so if you pick fucking pass and the other player picks fucking tackle then you're more likely to fucking succeed yeah. um, because if you pick pass and then they pick pass block then they'll they'll block your pass whereas if you pick dribble they have to pick tackle to beat you right. so Aye. there's like this kind of rock paper scissors and you've got to like um, yeah you've got well. to kind of try and anticipate what they're going to do 
And also, like, you can, um, if more than one player is in front of the ball, then you can like, hedge your bets. You can say, okay, this one's going to go for the header, this one's going to block the pass, and kind of, if at least one of them will succeed. It's, it's a wee bit like Blitzball for anybody who's played yeah, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Yeah. We should play this as the like, proper Dungeons & Dragons, like a, an actual FIPA version. <laughs> the, the, the Captain Subasa games are fucking long-running, but I, we went for this one because we... I think we googled what was the most popular. I reckon um, this one is the best yeah. one. I don't know, maybe it's the kind of best balance. There's like a SNES any... one as well, but yeah. that seemed to be... But I mean, popular enough now that there are... I mean, there were hundreds of Spanish language translation patches that had come about first, I guess due to the popularity in South America and yeah. Spain you're on about. But um, it's popular enough that there was English patches for most of the games as well. Yeah. The gameplay was... Um, I, I, I wasn't great at it. I think it's, it would take a wee bit of effort to kind of learn because there's a lot, a lot going on and a lot of different options to choose at kind of key moments of the game there's a really good um, FAQ game FAQ which breaks doing everything and tells you what everything means and what, when you should do certain things ah. in certain situations there's also special moves like some players have special moves like um, you were saying your strategy was to use that tur- turbo kick or something that Subasa's got get the ball to Captain Subasa and then yeah use his in Blitzboy you had the sphere shot which yeah. basically always scored Captain Subasa has something similar yeah the yeah. what did you say it was called um, well, I think it's a tur- 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 turbo kick, kick or, or something yeah it's like Blitzball it's yeah, a little definitely. bit like Andy's just been for a piss if you were wondering why <laughs> after me length, and talking at length about how it's kind of like Blitzball Blitz came back like cool, Blitz. so is it like Blitzball I remember Nick yeah. Fisher like sports games but I remember talking about Blitzball back today. day my was back with the dog so I'm going over there. Go and see, go see um, I'm fucking glad I got to hear about fucking Jockey Scottish. I'm glad you were here for that. But dressed up with that boy at Christmas. Fucking incredible. Anyway, thank you. I know there's a red card to make my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one of them England fans at the Euro like 2000 final. Like just Don't put so your I, in, mate. I just came in. Nobody invited me. I just smashed away through the disabled entrance. <laughs> Finally, the stewards caught me. Knocked out a few black guys. I just fucking booed them all. Like, oh, how dare you! care about equal rights and do your all for my country in football uh, fuck you so exactly man just leave that in <laughs> I don't think it's mega <laughs> so so hey bless Paul um, yeah so there's um, a bunch of special moves but you can't use them all the time because there's a meter called guts and uh, all your players anytime they do anything their guts go down and then they That's become less effective so you've got to kind of you can't just always fucking hit it to Sebastian you've got to use some of your other strikers and stuff like that there's quite a lot, I think there's a lot of tactics to it. Like, you know, there's um, different formations you can choose, which have their own kind of advantages, as they would in the fucking football manager or that. Different little options for like, marking, like whether they should, whether the defence should hang back or whether they should fucking go up and counter. It's, it's decent, I would say. I think it's, it's quite deep. Like, it's, I, I would say, see, what's it for? Yes. The Nez or the Famicom, I guess, to be more specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, to just switch on and play, it's maybe a bit too deep for that. You it's would, be put, off. You would be put off by the amount of shit going yeah, on. But I think if you spent the time to learn you it, you could get really would... deep into it. Aye? Yeah. Like, I guess if you're into the, you say it was a manga, manga or, and, uh, and cartoon, a, a manga and an anime. Yeah. Like I, I reckon, if you were into that, then you would definitely be into the game because you would know the characters, you would know the story. Yeah. I guess the game probably doesn't go deep enough into that to make well, it sensible. It, I think it does because it's a kind of it's got like a novel. Um, it's kind of novel element and like certain matches there'll be kind of like set pieces where it's like kind of like it would be like I guess an episode of the show where it's like I can't get past this guy and then you, you unlock something within yourself like a fucking special move or something right. like that sort of shit happens like in one of the levels they say like don't use any don't even try and go for a goal in the first half because like you've, he's got a fucking superstar goalie 
and then at half time he, he learns a fucking like mystical, <laughs> mystical <laughs> special move that lets you get past him so like, don't waste his guts on the first half so you've got uh, some of like, your magic points yeah aye. pretty much aye um, in, in terms of the, the presentation of the game actually, I actually really liked it the music's good but it's like all the action is kind of ha- your, your decisions are happening in a wee kind of RPG like text boxing mm-hmm. and the wee radar but the rest of the screen is just taken up to these big it's like big kind of manga like, um, like kind of panels like you know it's like you see the Dare I say it, big sprites. Big, aye, big, big sprites. It's not. It doesn't look like a proper. Flat it harder. <laughs> aye, it doesn't look like a kind of classic football game. That the screen's taken up by like a pure close up of Subasa's face, fucking like concentrating on what he's doing, or like a player fucking flying into the air and catching a ball on his chest, and that it makes it look like quite cinematic, you know. So it's quite, it's quite cool. You Look at it, the music's good it, as well. You dig it your kind of manga panel cutscenes as well, like Subasa arriving in Brazil for the first time and going yeah. to the training camp and that. Dragon Ball Flipper. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, you mentioned earlier that they should have made Shaolin Soccer the game. Yep. I had a fucking look at <laughs> the latest Captain Subasa game. And it basically looks like Pro Evo mixed with Dragon Ball Z. That's, that's it's amazing. like a game, but they, oh, yes. they do all these fucking oh, mad pure awesome. Dragon Ball moves. The legs go on fire when they hit shots and like that. They charge into like each other and stuff. It looks fucking great. It's out for like a Switch and a PS5 and all that kind of carry on. Like it's, <clears throat> well, that, that, that is, that's a dream. Well, the, the other game that I would want as a football game that wasn't one would be uh, Sky's Dream Team. Oh, Harchester United. Harchester United. Was that basically it. like Fitba Soap? Like it was I mean, essentially what would happen is you'd play a Fitba game and then it would get a cutscene where you go and shag somebody. Um, That's just a, date, a dating sim. A fan, a fan won a competition and got to be chairman. There was like a magic seat. Um, I remember that as a storyline for Dream Team. I remember they had a, a Vinnie Jones style character who was like as hard as fuck goalkeeper. He turned, out, he turned out to be gay, but Aye. so that was a twist. Uh, no, no one's I, got I, Gaza. Watched, I watched, I watched, I watched Dream Team for a fair bit, man. It used to be on <laughs> Sunday nights, <I> <laughs> and I get a steam team is like, oh, bah, 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 bah. and um, Harchester United, the it fictional, sounds like an anime team, the, the fictional Dream Team. Did you buy a jersey, like an actual jersey? They purple, played in purple, mm-hmm. I and I think it was Chelsea they used, and then just coloured over it <laughs> for like match highlights bits. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like fit by Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Captain Sebastian, if you like a more kind of, um, I guess, fucking cerebral sort of football game, if you're interested in tactics, probably if you like football manager and that and uh, manga. <laughs> and to, to dive back, since, since we're bringing out all the, the cliches, dynamite and Eddieisms, would you say it's the thinking man's football game? <laughs> think- Aye, fuck it, why not? <laughs> it's the thinking man's anime nerds football game. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Marino's like ah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, next game, Phil Canny's Shy Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him hiding in bushes. <laughs> it's a stealth game. Well, I'll start off by saying that in 2007, the history of science and technology collections at Stanford University released a list of the ten most important video games ever made compiled by researchers and industry experts the list contains only one sports game Sensible World of Soccer Ooh, a classic there you go I'm just that, that was an epic start <laughs> I, 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 was, I was right in there uh, Amiga 
just to, to get everybody hyped for this but can you put in that um, goal scoring superstar hero tune from oh, <laughs> Sense yeah. of the World of Soccer <laughs> at this point goal scoring superstar hero Like, like Cannon Fodder when we covered that against the same team, they also made a kind of weird Sensible Software made a wee tune like the Cannon Fodder tune when we did Cannon Fodder um, <laughs> that plays in Sensible World of Soccer and it's actually fucking, it's banging, it's a good tune <laughs> I wonder what Sensible Software were fucking smoking man because some of the teams you can pick in Sensible Soccer like, you can pick like, the Eastenders 11 there's one that always sticks in my head Pat Butcher, Hat Trick there's one that's Crimes Wellard <laughs> Well, this is this is getting on a wee bit, aye, but there is a, a custom league that's got loads of funny novelty teams and all that, and Sensei. Um, and all the rings are living there. Uh, at the Chippy, um, yeah. Bad Words FC, uh, Famous Wars is one. Um, <laughs> it's essentially Worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hitler 11. That, that, well, West, oh, they, they were in Worms. <laughs> West Germany was a novelty team in it for some reason. So you um, about Hitler 11, man, I never knew how to defend. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to go a wee bit. Ever since Rick was it nasty joke? <laughs> I played. I was. I was playing a lot of the Mega Drive version, but I would. I'll say no. Although the Mega Drive version might be the best port, it's no as good. Nah. The, you need to get onto the fucking the proper Amiga um, and Sensible World of Soccer rather than Sensible Soccer because it's just the, the same game. Sega Sensible um, World of Soccer a management sim as well. Okay. Uh, as well, what's missing for the Sega game is. It plays more like a more conventional Fitba game of the time. The ball is glued to your feet. Right. Whereas when you play Sensi Soccer and Sensible World of Soccer, there is this ball control element to it. It's quite hard. You can lose the ball uh, quite easily. Hmm. You can't just, you know, dance about the screen. Yeah. Um, I thought it was in the game modes as well. Like game modes of Sensible World of Soccer was pure in-depth. Like you could do transfers, which was something you could never do in Fitba games. You could uh, create your own formations. Oh, Sensible World of Soccer, I had tactics were a big part of it. As you say, there was a player manager mode, a career mode, and all this type of thing. Plus, they put in fucking 1,500 teams, which for the time was fucking unprecedented. And they they researched, they had all the fucking proper player names, and they had fucking proper stats. Um, Aye, stats as well. They had like top scorers, top rated players. They they would have a star rating. And the old Sensei and the Mega Drive version, there was better teams and worse teams if you're playing as France and you play against Malta France are better than them but if you are really good you could probably still beat France as Malta whereas in Sensible World of Soccer the individual players all have individual ratings as well Um, the teams have ratings if you try to play against France and you're Malta they will beat you fucking 10 it is is rock solid but if you're shooting up the way it's a lot easier (laughs) I don't don't get this Andyism there's some sort of psychological element to that if you're running up the way it's easier I don't know I always found it easier I think my brain processes it a bit better see when you're running down the way the pitch presents itself as you're running down, but the tapy pitch is always visible. So it's kind of like how you, if you're playing a platformer, you don't like running left. It's like you, you, your, brain, your brain's hardwired to run right. So it's also uh, to, to take any like football games, even even now, like for FIFA, Pro Evo, or any of the big football games, just now, 
you tend to go with the winger that is closest to the screen to you because they're bigger. Aye. So you don't you don't tend to go for like a left wing if you're shooting right, and you don't go for the right wing if you're shooting left. Aye, just you, how your brain works. You, uh, your, your brain will pull you down to the, the bigger characters, yeah. and that's the ones that you feel that you can control better. Yeah. When so actually it, it makes no fucking difference. Since the older soccer had like uh, UEFA Cup and the Champions League or whatever it was before the uh, European Cup. Oh, they've got every fucking uh, cup and divisions and all that. You can play ones in fucking Oceania and that. They're Aye. like. You've got four divisions of Scottish football in this aye, game. Exactly. It's, it's mental. Like so you can you do that now because you'd have to like, model every hair on a player's head. Yeah, whereas <laughs> you you can have white guy, black guy, black hair, ginger hair, or any, con- hair. any combination of and these numbers. things. Last it makes up your sense of players. An fucking Scandinavian, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in fact, the other thing I will add at this point is I had been playing the Mega Drive version, but I got onto this thing called Swoss Total Pack sensible world of soccer often gets abbreviated to swaz yep. by the sensaheeds I guess yep. so there is a, a fan community who go and update fucking sensible world of soccer yeah. each season like that champ oh, manager yeah, see, um, community that exists they will put current squads in I went on and I was fucking looking at it they had all the fucking correct players for Morton and stuff are they the right fucking squad for Peter Heed do you know what I mean <laughs> there are people who make sure that this is detail accurate down to the fucking letter is there a similar um, fan community that does that for Dundee's European Challenge <laughs> there should be um, Mick <laughs> also um, it updates the PC version because you've got to have a PC version to use it I got I got it on good old games or yeah. GOG for 4 quid is it emulated but, on a PC or is it like a PC version well this, Dustbox, this takes care of all that for you um, Swast Total Pack it downloads the fucking Amiga emulator and stuff it gives you basically a perfect recreation of the Amiga version that you can play on your computer it's got online play uh, that's, oh no like the, that's no like the shitey Xbox 360 one that they brought it's out it's got online play like it, you can it's got online off, and they fucking and anybody who's listening I've been getting right in a fucking Swast on my laptop cool, man, so man. listeners if, if, you're, if you're into it Hit me a fucking PM and we'll get some fucking I'll play games you, on. Man. I'll play you and cool. you'll probably beat me. I'm fucking mince. I'll go um, <laughs> but this gets me. Well, it doesn't really. I'm just I'm just veering wildly into because everybody fucking knows Sense of Soccer, right? It's it's beloved. It's yeah. my favourite Fitba game. Sure, it's a lot of listeners' favourite Fitba game. It is an unmitigated classic. It was the first so, game that was fun to play. It was a what, game. What I'm going to give you is a bit of a hot take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is about how. The Spanish Civil War and the spirit of the Second Spanish Republic led to the creation of sensible soccer. Okay. Welcome back to the Blind Boy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a fella called Get Ale- some hot jazz over this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a fella called Alejandro Finisteri. Yeah. Who was one of the good guys? He was an anarchist. They fought for the Republic. They fought right. on the left wing side of the Spanish Civil War. Fucking good cunt. Um, in 1936, he got fucking wounded when Franco's fucking fascist mob got him in a fucking bombing attack. So, they, had to, they had to install like a little kind of beveled plastic thing underneath his two feet. <laughs> well, this, while he was recovering in Barcelona, he was struck with the reality that he would never be able to play football again. And oh, he also, so. he also no- noticed a lot of wounded wains who were fucking missing a kickabout, because that's a fucking very predominant thing for children today. Yeah. There wasn't much else to keep them entertained. So, with this in mind, he invented the fucking modern version of table fitba, 
figuring you can play table tennis, why no fucking table football? It's a beauty. Um, oh, my joke doesn't work because no. I thought you were talking about some beauty. He had to have a bar put in between his two shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> table football, if you go to mainland Europe, particularly Western Europe, it's still very fucking popular in pubs and at Hamburg when we were early had a oh, fucking foosball. Table. Yeah. Foosball, <laughs> aye. All right. If you're a fucking <laughs> yank, um, it's table football. All right, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I said, man, I was a fan of friends growing up. <laughs> so, foosball, I guess, as seen in Joey and Chandler's apartment. Um, the Could you be any more sarcastic? <laughs> um, so, Alejandro... The Bulgian invents table football. It goes on to become quite popular. He believed, you know, in fucking happiness, justice, progress, and he put that into the invention of table football. Fast forward to fucking 1985, an arcade machine came out called Tekan World Cup. T E H K A N. No Tekken. Oh, Tekan. <laughs> right? So, nay, King isn't in it, Johnny, oh, unfortunately. No. Got it. <laughs> this was one of the arcade machines that was like a table. Oh, King. Same. Johnny's got a picture of King in his house. <laughs> actually, actually, the guy with the <laughs> So one of the you know how you used to get Pac-Man machines where it would be like a table and you looked down, yeah. the screen was oh, actually yeah, yeah, on the yeah. table. It was one of these and you sat at either end and you played your pal. It was played with a trackball and it had one button. So you had a trackball and move the player about. Depending on how fast you spun the trackball, the players could run quicker. And you just had one button. And that same button was pass, shoot, whatever. Depending on how hard you pressed the button, how long you held it in for would determine whether it was... You tapped it, that was a pass. You fucking smashed it, held it in, yeah. that shot. Um, so this was kind of seen as a digital version of fucking table football. Right. And this was something the boys at fucking Sensible Software were big fans of. Never before had a, a football game hit the arcades that was so fast. If you actually go back and look at Tekan World Cup, it has got that classic bird's eye view of the pitch. You know, like you're looking down on it from above, like aye. sensey, aye. Um, up and down the way rather than left to right. So they were making digital mm. table football more than they were making digital actual football? I would say to an extent. So this led the team at fucking Sensible Software to create Microprose yeah. Soccer which is the fucking precursor to fucking Sensei. It's kind of like Sensible Soccer in the C64, but no as good. Um, but I, it was it was a popular game, man. Kick-Off came along and was fucking kind of bet it. But Microprose Soccer would eventually go on to become Sensible Soccer. And then after that, they created the most important FIPA game ever made, Sensible World of Soccer. Oh. And I would say that you could argue then that the fucking spirit of the Second Spanish Republic, the fucking good guys, the left, via the bold Alejandro inventing table football, <laughs> get carried along all the way into sensible soccer. Amazing. And I would also say that for me, the push with fucking modern football games to really fucking incessant fucking realism, don't they? Every fucking individual blade of grass being perfectly recreated. I'm not just talking about the fucking players' names being right and all that, because obviously you like sense, you're a fan uh, of that. Tributes. But I think... And pushing for more and more realistic football simulation, the fucking fun, the magic gets taken out of it a wee bit. There's something kinetic about playing sensible soccer. Aye, that, feels good. That ball control, uh, the aftertouch when you shoot, it's very the much... not to your foot. Uh, the, the ball is not glued to your feet. To me, it feels a wee bit like fucking table football. And in spirit, in essence, that makes it closer 
to taking a ball and going for a kick about with your pals. It's, it's a bouncy, isn't it? It's bouncy, it's bouncy. 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 It's bouncy, digital form because in the game you've always got to play all 11 players in your team <laughs> yes. like, it's not it's yeah it's not going to be a perfect simulation I was so, never a fucking fan of that I could never get the hang of knowing that when I'm in defence who I'm actually controlling at well, any given point I, 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 later I games remedy that because in the later games with your right stick you control the rest of your players while you're controlling the one on the ball so let's just say you're defending ah uh, so you're kind of controlling the general movement of the whole you press team. L1 you switch 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 and you position them all you've already set up a formation but you can correct them if somebody's running through the middle. You can bring him in a wee bit by pressing L1. And That's quite interesting. The uh, the latest FIFA just doesn't interest me. But even now, I'm sitting thinking it's competitive. I'll be fucking sat hung over in my pants tomorrow, and I'll play a wee bit of fucking sensible world of soccer. <laughs> um, sensible it's, choice. It's it's still the most the most fun to me. Um, Quality. And do you know what? It's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do, do you know what? I like it. After after that spiel about how the how good FIFA games were when they won the realistic I'm going to take you into a comparison of two games that make it more realistic yeah. and how the magic <laughs> of that works the most realistic well, of, of games of see, I love these games that he's about to get into. I, I actually do quite like although I'm more familiar with the Playstation 1 you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about in a minute right. So these games for me are the game changers so for the, the rest of the guys they, they've chose two completely different games for me I decided after much thought and playing of random absolutely terrible football games <laughs> on the retro pie uh, of which I maybe played about 12 um, <laughs> I decided to just do a comparison of the games that I grew up with so nice. 1994 was the incarnation of international superstar soccer on the SNES the ISS game was the first one it came out during that kind of sensible soccer era that was more realistic more adult more lifelike and like actual football <laughs> all table football none of that, that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what set it apart from every one of its competitors so still to this day you have so ISS, International Superstar Soccer. I was gutted when I found out it wasn't a game set in the International Space Station. I know. Itchy <laughs> Sack Syndrome. <laughs> that has now changed into Pro Evo, which is still, Pro going, Evolution still Soccer. going strong today. Still made by the same people at Konami. Uh, and is the absolute goodie to the baddie that is FIFA. It's the pluggy underdog. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I've also actually just uh, Sensible Soccer 1998 is shite Sensible Soccer 2006 is alright um, and then they never made any more after that sorry Johnny <laughs> that's alright that's alright so for me it was it was growing up so it's 1994 I'm 8 years old or whatever um, and 7 or 8 and that's when I'm starting to play computer games yep. I was always into football that is why I am on this podcast because <laughs> we're all our mates I am probably the, oh, yeah. the the fat bar fucking mentalist and, and love all the stats and all the absolute <laughs> maths behind it. It's about him. Johnny was one of the few guys I knew who, when Ange Postacoglu got announced as select manager, knew hunters about him because he had that weird hobby of watching the A League. I, I, I mean, I have. Who's your team? Central Coast Manners in, in the A-League my, my team is Melbourne Victory yeah, who Melbourne. finished second bottom this season it was uh, <laughs> the worst ever Ironic. performance <laughs> <laughs> what kind of standards is that league like, compared to the like, Scottish League um, it's 
slightly worse than the Scottish League, but it's it's it's, it's a good standard of football. I mean, a lot of games finish like four three in it. It's entertaining to watch. So these are the games that I love. Like this is the games that I used to play when I when I was growing up, and I have a big brother who's only a year older than me. So in a two-player household, football games were king. Close. And any games that were two-player, but they were hard to come by. This is in, is in, this going to get us on to the the infamous Allen goal? I mean, I wish they go. I wish they, <laughs> I wish they go to go with that. You've got to get the Allen goal. Let's push your shirt up, for you, man. <laughs> so uh, me and my big brother, as you would do, um, as Wayne's, you would fight all the time about the weirdest things. But one of our biggest fights, in fact, re- biggest regular fights, <laughs> was that my big brother playing football games would always score the exact same goal and it is known oh, as spammer. the Allen goal and it was <laughs> essentially it's the, it's the Eddie from Taken 3 I guess goals. he gets the ball outside the box cuts in and passes it along the keeper where somebody runs up and kicks it in yep that is it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? It's because it. it's the tactic. <laughs> it's the I used to call it a bit shit. What did you call it? The Allen goal. When <laughs> <laughs> this was the Allen goal, and there are now people that I know that I've played football games with that call that the Allen goal, who have never no, met, met Allen, never met my big brother, and did not ever know why it was called the Allen goal. But they just called it Allen Key. Aye. But. Um, Essentially, like this was one of the, the games where you would do that. And what you were saying earlier about uh, the difficulty of goalkeepers, that was one of the very few drawbacks to ISS, the original ISS, was that goalkeepers were fucking <laughs> impossible to beat. Aye. Unless you were willing to do the Allen goal or work off a rebound. They were either <laughs> too stupid and would let in every goal, or they were borderline fucking impossible. But it's <clears throat> true. But, but this game, by and large, was just amazing. Like that, that it was. Let's say one of the first games that didn't just have wee cartoony sprites, wee cartoony people that were just like wee munchkins running about the pitch or mm. top down. It was actually proper kind of isometric view. You had some cool graphics, and it was more adult. Like you were looking at it was adults on the pitch playing the game, and they looked like football players, and yeah. they all had different ethnicities, and they all had different haircuts, and they were like they were unique characters. And although Konami. To save some cash monies, decided that they weren't going to buy the rights <laughs> to the players, the names so of the players. A tradition that they kept up for a good few years. Oh, it's only recent that they've started changing it. They would just have fake names. But back then, they were a wee bit flyer about it, whereas they would have a lot of the players would have the same surname, but they would have a different first <clears throat> initial. Right. So that was a bit cheeky. But uh, there was a Scotland player in it that they just always tickled me because I don't think they had enough characters to fit in the, the selection. His name was just Ferson. <laughs> <laughs> Chop out the max. The max are going on his base Kind of fit in, Ferson. <laughs> but, um, I, so, gameplay-wise, absolutely fantastic. Really arcadey. As far as two-player games go, it was as good as you got because... Anybody could beat anybody on any given day. There was a bit of luck involved in it. It was a good laugh. They have because... a bit of depth to it, more so than some of the other games. You had, I mean, the I, ball was I, independent. I, I, player. The ball was independent. Andy kind of mentioned it right at the start of the podcast. They had a 360 um, movement as opposed to the, the eight pronged attack okay. that, that FIFA had, which was out at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, FIFA obviously had all the rights to everything and had the names which is why they, they got a lot of um, sales at Fucking the time but <laughs> ISS had the gameplay which is as a purist of playing football games that is what you wanted yeah. but what they also had which was different for any other football game at the time was multiple different game modes hmm. so 
I mean, you obviously had your kind of World Cup, although it was called the World Series. Um, <laughs> for some was reason, this copied for a baseball game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think so because I mean, originally it was a Japanese game, yeah. which was called Live World Soccer Perfect Eleven. Of course, it was. Which they cut down to ISS, obviously. <laughs> But um, so you had the game mode, so you had like a kind of friendly match. Your, yeah, world, your world series, which was a league, you had the international cup, which was a world cup. Um, you had a training mode, which no other game had at the time, so there was different like oh, that. there was different challenges you had. So there was like I would have needed that. I wonder if that's the the first instance of training mode in a football game. That was in because, FIFA, no? Was it? Ah, uh, yeah, that was some of the best bits about the game. Not, not in the original FIFA because the original FIFA only had four game modes, and they were just like your World Cup, your league, yeah. your friendly, and training kicks. But um, aye, they, they had it, and you, you had different different things where you had to like keep the ball for 40 seconds without somebody tech, tackling you or cross the ball in and score a goal without any defenders getting it the daft sides too the daft sides there was diff- different modes <laughs> um, and the, the one that Apio liked was scenario mode the scenario mode was a game changer um, I like the idea of this so scenario mode was just a cha- it was just a challenge mode where there was different levels of difficulty so you do a one start at five star um, so for instance there was a mode that was run about in the middle where you were Argentina uh, you were getting beat at half time 3-1 by Romania uh, and it gives you a wee blurb of what's actually happening in this ah, scenario okay. and in that scenario it says you've got to come back and win one of the Argentinian star players has been sent off for absolutely no reason <laughs> <laughs> you just get red carded for nothing um, called up to fight at the Falklands so you had to come back and get into it and the other one in the challenge mode in the original game that uh, I I don't know if I did like it, which was one of the hardest ones in it, was uh, you were Scotland and you were playing Holland and there was like 20 minutes to go. Yeah. Scotland were winning one nothing, and all you had to do was hod on. That's quite a challenge. To be honest, that's pretty true to life. I don't don't like the fact that they just decided we were that shite that you'd make it really difficult and you had 20 minutes to just hod on. There's levels like that in StarCraft where you've got a base and you've got to hod out for 20 minutes while fucking Zerg attack you for your sides before a fucking dropship takes you home. They call a duty zombies. You just got to survive. So how does this hod up in terms of, you've obviously got a great deal of fucking childhood affection for it when you went back and fired it on now still fucking a good time worth a revisit worth a revisit but the original one I would say controls wise is difficult at Aye. times like the, mm. the passing especially so you'd pass the ball and uh, it'll just go wherever the fuck it wants and then you're chasing <laughs> the ball but uh, the 360 controls helps yeah the goalkeepers are really difficult which is insanely annoying especially when you're playing the computer playing the computer is nigh on impossible if you're playing <laughs> uh, unless you're so the, the best team in it is obviously Brazil they had a character in it called Alejo Alejo aye. and uh, he the was the, he was the Adriano of that era <laughs> um, he was modelled after Babeto who was a, a Brazilian striker I always thought Ronaldo number no, nine. It, was, it, was, it was Babeto in that one um, and he was overpowered so if you go Brazil you can have a good time on it. Aye. See if you go any other team, uh, probably don't play this game. <laughs> but if you play it as a two-player, it still holds up absolutely because mm. you're both at the same level. You're both chasing the ball and have that computer uh, getting Aye. the ball easily and stuff like that. So yes, it was amazing and also looks amazing. It sounds amazing. The music and it's really class. 
and it was one of the first ones that had proper crowd noise. Crowd noise yeah. So it was one of the first ones that had proper crowd noise and proper crowd graphics with the crowd cheating when you scored and stuff cool. like that. So so that that made it good. That's the atmosphere. So that was that was ninety four. So in comparison, just to show how the football games progressed, was only three years or like two and a half years later. It was nineteen ninety seven is when N sixty fours came out. Yes, this is the best one. And you've got international superstar soccer sixty four, which was night and day it was the same game that essentially amazing, they had the same fucking number of teams they had the same number of modes they had the exact same everything but they have moved from 16 bit to 64 bit 3D <laughs> I did a wee bit of a straw poll before we took this episode and asked people our greatest at all time in terms of FIFA games and ISS, uh, ISS 64 came up more than once um, for people I talked to so and and, and Rightfully so. I mean, it was it was class. I mean, the the graphics obviously makes it better. But what actually made it better is, some, is it had some commentary, although <laughs> it was fucking terrible. The same kind of crack. The uh, same kind of canned lines. That well, were I, I, I had um, ISS Pro, the PlayStation one, and the commentary was a fucking on games. Now uh, you've probably got like. We've fed this AI algorithm like hundreds of hours of a famous commentator and he can just come up with new lines on the fly. Like, like, and here is Brazil versus <laughs> Poland. Yeah, right, that was exactly how it was. But at the time, that was cool because you had a commentator in it. Trevor Brooklyn, wasn't it? I mean, I guess you're looking back at these things with the benefit of hindsight. You loved that when you were a wee guy. It, it made it like watching football on the telly, do you know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> Sometimes any fucking commentator would get it pure wrong, but we're like, Oh no, no! I each other crack! Oh, it's a goal! Oh, it's a blooper! <laughs> it's goof slash eh? <laughs> so, so, so this game came out, like I say, exactly the same. They never really done anything other than, like, they were obviously working on the graphics, working on the sound, yeah. working on all the, the game mechanics, and they just thought, right, well, we can just steal the game that we've done before. Well, there was actually a game in the middle which was ISS Deluxe for the SNES, which was kind of somewhere in the middle yeah. where they tried to improve the graphics, but the SNES didn't quite it wasn't really able to cope with it See, if, back, the game, if the gameplay's not broke don't fix it but back in the Amiga days and that you would get games bringing out like a 1.5 and all that Aye. but they didn't really have that in Mega Drive and SNES so they would just be fly and stick a different word in it or something Aye, <laughs> just to so, keep a, <coughs> your last generation in a loop Aye. so that, that was it and so this game was essentially ISS Deluxe but it was on the N64 Um so it still had everything exactly the same, apart from the music was amazing because they had all these kind of like Calypso Brazilian beats with like proper <laughs> drum tracks and stuff like that. Did you have a complete World Series and it's got the best tune in a football game ever? Oh, no, 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 no. bring a fucking tear to your eyes. that Scooby-Doo? You're the fucking organ they play the baseball. Don't want to hear about you playing your organ. No, I'll send you a tune, man. That was a fucking Dominic Diamond joke there. Basically, if you win a World Cup in this game, it's just you're walking along with a cup and everybody's on a static, there's confetti everywhere and there's this tune that goes... Down... I mean, it is epic, but I think for that one, you need 
it's poignant. You need the, the visual of it as well. Ah, so right, you just yeah, need see. to play this game and win a World Cup is what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but again, this one also includes Alejo from the, the previous game. Or the, it also He's has that game. also has Ferson, who the, the hero <laughs> from the last game. McLaren as well. Um, Does it have Leash? <laughs> you can create a player, do you? Or you can change you your can name change, You can change the names of players, you can change the names of teams. Obviously, MacArthur was up for um, <laughs> You can also, you, you mentioned it earlier with some other game, I think, but you can also change, in like, friendly mode, you can change handicaps, so you could go 7 players versus 11 players, uh, or you can cool. reduce the goalkeeper dis- difficulty. You can put the morale right down. So uh, you, you can put the morale right down. <laughs> See, when you look at something like Mario, <laughs> when Mario made the jump, for fucking SNES to N64. Yeah. They had to make a completely fucking different game. Paradigm shift. But it sounds like with fucking ISS, a SNES one already had a kind of pseudo 3D plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made the jump with Mario. Uh, the gameplay doesn't change. Yeah. It could run in all different directions. But you could fucking do that in ISS anyway. So they, they just added some <clears> things like that made the game better and made football games better because this was the, the, the N64 version of ISS 64 was the first one including FIFA and that to have like pass assist aye which was a, a game changer oh, so you weren't just passing it to nowhere yeah. the through ball eh? but you had uh, I, yeah that is written down here you had the through ball which was the fucking game changer you could pass it in front and run onto it and it made it more like a FIFA game you had you didn't have to pass it right to somebody's feet you could you could ping the ball through and somebody yeah. could run on it and you could score Pin an absolute hope. world day uh, and that made it amazing through balls <laughs> are class in economy games man and also like to, to finish off when they got this game out this was like I guess the era of bootleg gaming as well um, yeah. what happened is some guy in Peru who really liked the ISS games made a game that has become like a kind of pseudo meme since then <laughs> which is called yes. Mundial Ronaldinho <laughs> Soccer 64 it's oh not, yeah, not, I've seen, I've seen, not, I've, seen, I've, seen some, I've seen some of the videos where like just the, 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 they kind of add the theme tune to Mundial Ronaldinho and like places where it shouldn't be. Well, it's it's not Ronaldinho as in Ronaldinho that played for Barcelona. It's Ronaldo, Luis Nazario, like oh, it's right. Fat Ronaldo. <laughs> why, why is it called Mundial Ronaldinho? Because Ronaldinho just means we Ronald. Ah, oh, right. Like, oh. It's an affectionate name for him. Is that a rom hack or something, or was it an so, actual release? It was just a bootleg Peruvian version that you could get for somewhere. I don't Amazing. know where you would you a bar it's, like how, it's like how they're still making Master System games in fucking Brazil to this day. Uh, Do you know what I mean? FIFA 2020 <laughs> came out in the fucking so, Mega Drive. So, so really, the, the reason it became a bit, I mean, was because the, the cover for ISS 64 just had two kind of generic football German characters on it but they weren't the real players yeah. and then when this guy made it and released it he released it with a cover and all that and like and it was just those two people with Luis Nazario's Ronaldo's he'd just pasted on slaughter <laughs> and then when the game kicked off it was the same that he'd just been pasted into the, the GUI to start just the start up menu and then at some point just this weird sleazy Peruvian guy starts laughing for <laughs> <laughs> it's just what is kind of bogging and like creepy did you, did you manage to play this did you get like a copy of Romeo I, could, I couldn't get a Romeo but there are like, there are videos on, on YouTube that you can you can get the intros so I mean that really was outrageously good and um, I just like that back then you could like feasibly if you liked a game that much you could get in fuck with it <laughs> like and you, you can't do that now unless you're Mick McCormick <laughs> <laughs> that's because he stayed up at QB man which is a powerhouse yes uh, the, Sil- the Silicon Valley of, uh, of, of Thermoclade uh, yeah. right 
But yeah, I mean, he used to live next door to a library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought, well, it, it was an under, underfunded public library, so I could only learn how to make fucking games on basic for the ZX Spectrum. <laughs> Run out of books because he had them all. <laughs> Bye, that, that's pretty much it for my, my nostalgia trip. For it. Uh, both games, I would say, hold up well. The, the 64 one, let me say, is one of the greatest type of games still to this day that has ever played because I think now FIFA and even Pro Evo to a certain extent they're not as arcadey everybody's got flips and tricks and you could be really really good at a FIFA game and you could beat most people 10-0 in that yeah. in these games scores well FIFA scores it was 1-0 one, 1-1 one, one, right. one, one. that was that was the level you could get you couldn't you couldn't go and whip somebody 14-0 I think there's something to be said for you know, that kind of arcade exciting gameplay. I obviously quite like that. But there are a lot of people who want a fucking FIPA simulation Aye. as well. That's exactly a word, me- simulation. Me- meeting it in the middle somewhere, like, which it sounds as if fucking ISS was that fucking happy middle ground between the fucking... A Venn diagram, Mick. Yes. Time FIFA, like 97, that, was you tap triangle to run, you go over the pitch. Whereas in ISS, you had a time when you were pressing R1, which was a sprint button. But you could pull it back and skin the guy and then run. You know what I mean? It was, I, I went, it was intricate. I went back and, and played a bit of the, the PlayStation 1, got horsed every fucking time I tried, unless I put it on easy mode. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was winning like fucking 6 nothing in that, so nope. it, it was like easy mode and then normal was just very hard. For, for me, FIPA games are meant for two players. I, I mean, I yeah. know now it's all online and it's all just wee absolute assholes online that just had the bond defence and be pricks about it but, cheeky wee bastards but you huh? should be playing FIFA games with your pals having a few cans and just having a laugh and that's what you do you just randomise the teams and it ends up Iran versus South Korea and you have a great <laughs> time and that's that's what ISS was to me so that that's why I chose them as opposed to all the absolute shite that there was <laughs> ends up Albania versus Croatia local multiplayer sitting on the couch with cans like what's all about aye what you want is Israel v Palestine <laughs> you Palestine play in the uh, the Fifi World Cup it's called I think which is unrecognised states like the Basque country isn't it? They, they take part in it North Cyprus Palestine uh, yes. the Basque country um, <laughs> the other one face being the Catalonians Catalonia you get some team by you Right, so we're on to our final game of the evening, I believe. So, Andy, what are you closing us up with? Aye, I so, remember. Right, so this isn't a, a game as such. It's merely a franchise, man, because the game just has been updated. Stop <laughs> in for another hour. <laughs> well, uh, it's Championship Manager, or as it's known as now, Football Manager. Kennedy, the football special with foot management sims. Most of my pals, anyway, would be their main football game yeah. now as, as ma- the management sim ones. Well, this game is basically like Dungeons and Dragons, but in fit, but with Fitba. <laughs> it feels like the sort of game I would absolutely love if it was about anything else other than Fitba. I was interested in that Crusader Kings, where you're just basically looking at a map of medieval Europe and you're clicking on making choices about kings and dynasties and that. And it's like, it's, it's, it's sort of the same shit you did in Fitba, exactly. Magic, except it's a different setting. Sports Interactive have used the engine for a, a number of things. Yeah. They, they've used it for like sports games like hockey games and shit it's just it's F1 one as well it's, it's made of two distinct parts right you've got the database and managing the database and then you've got the match day experience the engine right and uh, it's a fusion between them two and it, it works man it's fucking brilliant so by, by database you mean you're kind of you're hiring players and they're all kind of like expertly recreated in terms of statistics and that and you're 
I guess, tra- are you training them up? Are you kind of like, well, um, is, are you... When you start the game, right, um, this is the most the most recent one, Football Manager 2021, but it's the same, basically, the same deal as what it was in 2000. You pick an amount of leagues that you want, so you can choose like, how in-depth your game is going to be. How, is go- how many leagues is going to simulate behind the Aye, scenes? But you better have a powerful computer if you're going to pick the whole world, man, because yeah. it fucking takes a rage. But if you just want to go Scotland, let's say, you can choose how many Scottish leagues you want. Do you just want to play first division? Do you want to play third? But see when you start us up, Sports Interactive have got researchers all around the world who want to spend all their time researching players, going to grounds like the way I suppose in 1967, and watching players, and then going back and updating their database to see right, as players get asked, as players get at. So what you end up with is a fucking realistic portfolio. You've got fucking Port Juniors in that. And fucking <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so rather than your stats and games being... Stamina, power, yeah. game, magic, shoot, shooting, <laughs> dribbling, whatever. There's like fifty different uh, stat elements that so these people are, are, are on. So oh. you've got like propensity to fucking misbehave. You've got like influence, right? <laughs> How influential is in the So they're building up an entire psychological profile with these players. At the right. same so basically, time, you're right? looking at numbers on a screen, but when you look at them and when you look at them enough, you can start to like form an opinion on what this individual's like. Yeah, it's Moneyball. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Aye, but um. The, the, the most impressive thing about the game is that a lot of management games that fail because what you do in a database section and setting up your team formation is not does they reflect it on the match day engine yeah the match day engine is they've programmed it as such that the match day engine is intertwined with your interactions with a database so let's just say you set up a tactic like 3-4-3 three, three, and like your wing backs to run up and down if one of your wing backs has not got a, a good agility attribute or a good fucking kind of speed attribute yeah. you'll see them struggling Yeah, you'll see them struggling and um, if you've set up a your fucking formation that you don't want your wing backs to run up but your winger has got a poor positional awareness then he'll run up and down like fucking Jack Henry yeah which, and it is uh, kind of Dungeons and Dragons like it's almost because it's kind of there's dice being rolled like you know saying oh, is this guy going to uh, make this either then fucking roll a dice based on his stats and that uh, that's probably how it's working behind what scenes. is your uh, football manager team right so I, go, I usually go Morton right? right I usually go Morton because it's a challenge they're usually shite not getting any money right the thing about this game is like, you can't just like, right, you can go fucking Man U you can go Barcelona whatever, but there's no fun in that if you go a small team you're given a strap a, sh- a shoe strap budget I think that's the right idiom <laughs> shoe string Shoestring budget, right? <laughs> Unless it's uh, flip flops. It's, it's because he wears Velcro. <laughs> yeah, that was for our South American listeners. <laughs> giving a shitty team, right? And there's an attribute called morale. So everybody, morale is like, they're, they're tentative about you because you don't know anything about you. You've not yeah. got any reputation points or nothing. So you need to like, manage your training, keep everybody happy, look at the influential players, who's been at the club the longest, who's got the most appearances, yeah. who's pals with the chairman. <laughs> right, and you've got to keep all these people happy. Get him to influence. Like, you can ask him what kind of training would suit this guy. What kind of training would suit this guy? And it's just you're basically it's a management simulator that's so in depth that you might as well be sitting in a call centre, <laughs> fucking managing people. It's so, so, so you also get things like uh, pre and post match interviews. Uh, yeah, and depending on what your selection is, your team can fall out with you. If you're not like optimistic enough about winning that game, the players are slagging off the board. Your, your team will play worse like, in that game. Yeah. Uh, Let's just see, here's a scenario I had, right? I had a player um, from Albion Rovers team, my save, who was highly influential. He'd been there since like 2010. And uh, I brought new players in. 
but he was an influential bastard. He had like 18 or 19 for influence, and he was shite at everything else. So he turned the whole team against me. There was a mutiny in the dressing room. <laughs> That's amazing. See, right. that's the thing that, that kind of appeals to me, like, that would make me kind of want to play this game, is it's kind of like role-playing, a kind of role-playing element, because yes, there's hundreds of numbers, but it kind of coalesces into like a, a story, like a dynamic story, like, because... Well, there's a, because a narrative there, are you the dressing room fellow with you midway yeah. through the season, you had to win them back and that? Yeah, totally... and like, because, you know, but yeah. like, because this guy, his stats are like, um, saying he's got a propensity to misbehave, then that's his... There's a narrative that he's kicked off and he's got a three-match ban exactly. for this, or he's in trouble at home and he's not performing on the pitch. Like that's that's a pure. That's you interesting. Can, you, can, you can bring a player up. Players age every year, and yeah. their attributes change depending on what age they are. Yeah. So they get they get more. They obviously potential increases as they get older. But when they get a certain age, they start getting done. But their influence will start going up. So you've got to try and take their influence and put it on a year, guys. But the thing is, if you've got a star player, right? The star player might say, "Boss, I, I like playing. I love you. I love you." But when it comes to a transfer window. And the team for the division above you comes in, you've got to go to try and convince him. Yeah. To stay. Ah, yeah. And uh, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you've got to ask the board for like, extra funds. Sometimes you've got to ask the board for like, promises to a guy. And the board, nine times out of ten, will tell you to fuck off. But then that leaves you in a bad position. Because you sell a player and then the board come back to you and say you shouldn't have sold him. See, but, I think I think I'd be kind of interested more in this, like th- that side of it, more so than the kind of tactics on the on the day of the match, like because I don't know much about football. But the idea of it is like kind of managing these these people and kind of playing to their strengths and all that sounds very interesting. So I've, I've built up a bit of ritual over the years, man. Right, everybody's plays champ manager different. Um, I set up my training. Right, I set up. I tr- first of all, I get them physical. Yeah. So usually they're a basement team, physical, and then for the last three days, tactical. Yeah. Right, so I do physical and tactical. I want big, strong fuckers that want a clean sheet, right? So, boom. I usually get my most influential player. What was his name? Kearney or something. He basically shouts at everybody. Don't move out your positions. Don't move out your positions. So I usually get a, the other players just, to him. Um, it sounds as if Andy's um, tried to make a perfect recreation of Rangers. Um, <laughs> but I usually get a wee fast quint up front. Right? You usually get in the second or third division. You kind of get a, you get a player that's good at one thing and shite at everything else yeah. so you look at a player at, uh, let's just say height right he's high he's, he's tall um, first touch decent right? <laughs> my experience watching Morton is that yeah the, the teams are a lot of tall players in the third so, division are the most influential so right away you're thinking right this guy can hold the ball up so what you're thinking is right what two wing backs can I use that have got good positional awareness that are going to follow my instructions if I tell them to run up and down up and down up and down yeah. so you've then got to say wing backs with good positional awareness they probably get shite crossing skills, but seven, right, say they've got seven out of 20 for crossing, that means it's seven times out of 20 a good cross is going again. Yeah. So, in a second division, this is how in depth it is, man, this is why people love yeah. it, you know. And, it's, and not only is it you, you have to improve your team, get your team to tap the league, improve your players, make sure they get better, there's also like a career element to it where you can be linked with other jobs. Uh, so yeah, like if a job, if, if a job right comes opportunity up, for you. Aye, somebody for the somebody for like some journalist will come to you and go, Oh, you've been linked with the St. Pauli job. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if I get linked with a St. Pauli job, I'm gonna say, I want the St. Pauli job. <laughs> um, regardless of what team I'm and if you do that, sometimes your chairman comes back to you and goes, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a bastard. A <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe you're not you're not in your club, you're fired. Sometimes you <laughs> don't get your end, name on it, and then as soon as you say I'm interested in that job, a chairman will come in like that, right, all right, here, forty grand. Buy a player. You couldn't. I mean, I've been, but, I've been in the same situation in my own work. But one of, one of the best things about this game for me, man, is you can become a national team manager course, and it yeah. changes everything because your job then becomes to watch your leagues and see who's good. Ah, right, yeah. So you can watch, you can decide to go to games. Every game, 
is simulated. Uh, well, no, every game is viewable. Yeah. If you want to watch fucking, psh, I don't know, man, uh, he's a fucking obscure team. Racing Santander versus Ibar in the Spanish second division. You can go there and watch it, and it says there's a wee Scottish player playing, it's got a Scottish granny or something. You can then try and coax him to play for your. There was, a, <laughs> there was an element I remember, uh, I'm talking about the guys like you, Andy, maybe like yourself, Johnny, who would lose entire fucking days to uh, playing these oh, things. I, I, um, I absolutely I, had to retire for You grow an affinity for your players, man. Um, you do the day, grow an affinity. I, I remember that there was a wee fucking thing of. You would, you're, you know, Selig might sign a fucking player that they can't sell of, and you get somebody turning around at you going, I actually discovered him on a manager. One of the saddest things about football manager is, right, you usually find that one or two players that you keep for your whole journey with a club, and these players get older. So when a player gets to about 33, you start to see that we attributes going down. They're not as fast anymore. Ah, right. Their averages of time come from as well. Their going down, they're lost in their yards, so, you know. Something so you've got to think to yourself, how am I going to tell him? If I take him out of the team, it's going to affect everybody around him. So, something that I've noticed about it is that players will age, but the <laughs> the manager, you, seem to be some kind of immortal being. Oh, you age, <laughs> um, can you not play into leagues till like fucking 2018 and all that? But, and then all your, like, they have to just start making players up because all the real world yep. players are now fucking too old. You, you, you like, said to me one day, yeah. I have been playing this game of football manager. It's into the year 2100. It's like <laughs> play, players are playing for fuel in that because the climate change is like ravaged <laughs> the league of planets. I don't think that, man. <laughs> but what you can do is you can do that. You can skip forward. What happens is, right, after a player cycle, let's just say you've got a player that's 33. He retires when he's 37. Yeah. Maybe a couple of seasons will pass and he'll appear again as a regen, but it won't be his full potential. You'll need to bring him through training and get him back. I know he's reincarnated. I, well, I, noticed. I remember a FIFA manager game came out and it was before MD really knew what was happening with Brexit and there was various random Brexit related scenarios oh, yeah. that they programmed in. <laughs> um, so you also, it's weird, like I, I used to be pure addicted to this game and ruined. It's easy done. Fucking friendships and relationships, <laughs> just uh, playing this game for too long, so I had to retire. But you get with affinities with clubs that you were good with in this game. So I still, to this day, quite like York City because I made them win a Champions League. <laughs> like I, I, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life is, is winning the Champions League with York City, and it was in a stupid database game. Uh, like, <laughs> but what you can do, this game's got an editor to man, so you can just totally change the game. You know how English Premier League's got like the biggest pot of money in real life. You can change that. You can get a Scottish League like the fucking Premiership like money and then alternate history sort of scenarios in 10 years man you get wee fucking Sam Grant up front fucking amazing if you're playing in the Welsh League and you manage the day fucking amazing and win the Champions League and all that the Welsh League gets better as it would as a fucking consequence it's what a day with training yeah (laughs) if you can get youth facilities that means you're going to get regens to replace your players that retire but you've got to get the right coaches to get their potential through You've also got control of the under-18s and the, the reserves as well. You've got to get them game time. Do you think somebody's made like a mod where it's it's fit by manager, but in a, an alternate timeline where the Nazis won World War Two, <laughs> and that's like all the all the countries are in different positions of power in that. So maybe Wales is a world superpower. I already Andy MacArthur. There's just one island, man. Where because you're not allowed to go. In, you're not allowed to get each other's countries, man. Because it's a fascist fucking utopia. You've got to play on fit by island. What is it? Two of yous being FIPA manager heads or champ manager heads, what is it about these style of games that will 
have you staying up to five in the morning and been tired for work? There's or, a one more term you know, civilization make, type thing, make, isn't there? Making an excuse to, to not go on a night out because you're really fucking in a state of flow with this. Like, why why does it take so much of your time? Why do you right. get so into it? I can answer that. Right, so if you're on if you're on a winning streak, let's just say your team's fucking performing brilliant. And then that's when you get beat. You're like, how did I get beat? Like, what the fuck went wrong in that game? So you find yourself studying everything. What happened in minute 41? He never fucking moved. <laughs> he never moved through a shy. You can't be outside for a shy. Why is he not fucking running? This is the type of thing today. It's all about what like, you feel like you're responsible for these kids, these players. <laughs> and for, for, for me, it's like, it, it's a, you have to get better at it. Like, so that it's really hard to rage quit. Champ manager or football manager because it always saves after games. Aye, aye. So I like if, that. If you start, which is amazing, like so. But you can always find out where you went wrong, pinpointing the exact point where you went wrong, and, was, like, and then learn for it. It was once when you, you, you sign up. Really, like it's, because at the same time you could have the best stats and the best. It's still a random number. It was once when you sign up. When you sign a player, right, and he's get he's been scouted. He's got like four out of five stars, whatever, and you're playing him, and he's just not got it, man. He's shite, right? Your scout's got it wrong. But you try your best. You try to like, put all the best players next to him. You tell the best players, get him in a goal score. Because you know if he scores first, it might put his form up. Which means he might score the next time they ain't getting in that same position. Or like you could you could buy a foreign player for a for a Scottish team. You could buy a wee guy for Peru. Yeah, he's got best he's got best stats in the game. But he comes over and then instantly he's homesick. Aye, can't One of the things you can do is going buy another player for Peru to come over so he's no, got a good pals. Aye, aye. Aye, he doesn't get a work permit. Aye, 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 he doesn't get a work permit. And like, so it's, it's a stupid game. I was, I was telling Johnny, <laughs> right? But, but it's, it's, amazing, it's, it's possibly what? the most in-depth football what? game that there's ever been just because there's so much. Game, there's One of my game, biggest man. memories for the game was a guy, right, uh, for Congo. His name is Calvin Zola, right? right. And uh, my scout kept saying, sign this guy, sign this guy. But it was only like 17. They played for like fucking some Congolese team, man. Uh, and I was like, fuck it, bring him on. It was amazing. It ripped everything on. I was thinking about phoning Morton and saying, check this guy out. You <laughs> Years passed, right? And Aberdeen signed this guy called uh, Calvin Zola. I was like, I can't be the same guy. I went and checked it and it was, it was him. So and he was fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find yourself, but if, you know, if you're playing football manager and you go on to manage several different teams, but you take fucking... Calvin Way everywhere you go he's just one of these players that you always try to fucking bring along you try to make him better but sometimes it's just so essential do you find yourself then in real life going I'm going to watch a couple of other games (laughs) (laughs) because you like him so much mate you're lying in bed and you're thinking I could have done that better oh shit I could have done it's one this isn't isn't exclusive to football manager but do you know what way sometimes when you session a game that much when you go to bed and you shut your eyes and all you can see, see is it. that all you can right. see is that game that's what football manager I think done that's called, there's a name for that that's called a Tetris effect I think uh, see um, most yeah. penalties people used to shut yeah. their eyes and see the blocks fall there's been times there's been times because of that because there's of been that times where there's a penalty shoot and I'm off my seat I'm like this well, you, just stupid <laughs> dots on that screen you told me that you used to put a fucking tie on for a cup final you loser <laughs> 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 that's a meme <laughs> so you can choose on a match engine to watch a full game a full 45 minute game like we did with Albion Rovers remember that was fucking hilarious um, <laughs> Andy was just in a I full got a, a full fucking commentary of this Albion Rovers game and just it gets so my tactic was I, I scoring you, me on the other team I think you forgot that you were streaming to a certain extent you were going like 
I'll need to have a word with him and all that. But also, it's safe to say guys arse, man. I but th- this is one of Sega's kind of publishing successes, more so than their game like uh, creation successes. Um, right. So, given that this is something that I'm, I'm quite interested in, being a wee bit of a fucking history and politics geek, given that there was pre-programmed in Brexit scenarios in Football Manager, aye, aye. are there random events that can break out in Football Manager that will affect the game? Such as uh, two countries going to war, Scottish or, independence, you know, famine, or China. things like that. Can can there be significant real world events that no. will affect the okay. game? The most important one: Israel aren't allowed to play any Asian teams. None, not allowed. Uh, they play <laughs> in Europe for some weird reason. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a real life thing that we might not um, might talk not. too much about. Although, um, not, not not to the degree that solidarity with Palestine, love you boys. <laughs> um, not to the degree that you're saying, unless it's been pre-programmed in the likes of Brexit and things like that. But what can happen is you could be playing your first season. You could go Man United, and then your star striker breaks his leg so badly, badly he's got to retire. Like right, that can genuinely I, I, happen. Or your work permits might change so let's just say you could get a player in for Sweden and you wouldn't need any paperwork but now you might need to get a special dispensation for the British government I can imagine like, sort of like an, an English football manager fan whose like, beliefs about immigration have completely changed after playing football <laughs> manager and being like oh fuck, fuck can't I sign these amazing players for Africa <laughs> no, the like... government just signs them on anyway once you're on to the Canada a week you're on anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's so, so FIBA manager like unlike a lot of other FIBA games hasn't really got a competitor anymore like back in the day with PS1 you used to have premier managers quite yeah. a few of them they I still good. have about 30 years of research and like fine fine tuning and fine honing the whole but product it's they, they, they got a monopoly on it but like prim, yeah. there was premier manager there was other manager games used there, FIFA engine for and uh, they, they they died because FIBA manager got Far too good. Yeah, so much so that Premier yeah. Manager on that are now on abandonware. Like you can download them. The main reason, two <laughs> main reasons: the depth of your database and the synergy between a match engine and a your actions. What is this? And also, I'd, just because if we don't mention it, I'd, you'll get. Oh, wow, sure, did you know this? What is the thing with Champ Manager turning into Football Manager? Just quick. Ah, right. Um, so, two thousand and three, I think it was, Idos who published like fucking Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider Hitman, Hitman, There was a big fallout or something, <clears> man. Between them and Sports Interactive, they had two different uh, ways they wanted to be. So Sports Interactive says, fuck you in, and moved and get published by Sega instead. And uh, IDOS tried to create their own version of Chat Manager, which was just pure push. So they, they had the name, but they didn't have the engine? They, they right? had the name, but the engine. It was kind of like if the Beatles fucking went away and did four new fucking guys and called us the Beatles, you know? <laughs> but John, Paul, George and Ringo were now performing as Led Zeppelin. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sega Presents, I, but that's what it was. And uh, the, the, uh, that Champ Manager game they brought out only lasted two years because uh, there was no synergy between the uh, match engine and uh, your decisions, which defeats the purpose. Well, thank you. And then other than that, but both, because I know these are both fucking Fipper Manager heads, what are the final thoughts on this? Can I just interject with my final thoughts? Because oh, I, I, I knew what to play it. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm sold. <laughs> Somebody doesn't like Fipper, so there you go. So... There's a lot of ways to wash your soul, but I can think of a lot of worse ways in fit manager. <laughs> Playing uh, against the devil in a fucking fiddle. Because it won't amount to you, it means the world, but to everybody looking at you, they're worried about you. Because <laughs> 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 
Yeah, uh, I, I would say the same. It is a recommendation, and that it is a pretty amazing game for something that is so basic. You wouldn't think it would be good. It does eat right into your life. I would put the caveat on it that if you like your life, probably don't play it because uh, <laughs> uh, you're not going to be doing much of the things that you like right Just now. One minute, I find I find the the notion of you taking retirement fair interesting. There's a mate of mine who I'm not going to name because this could get him into trouble. Who, after he finished his master's degree at uni, had a couple of months where he wasn't doing anything, and he existed solely as a man in a bathrobe, chain smoking joints, and playing football manager for like <laughs> eighteen hours a day, maybe. Oh, um, who knew can he play it because it is like crack cocaine, and he <laughs> will just spend all his free time on it. And I bet you he wonders how many players are doing that. <laughs> Possibly. I'm going to create a new simulator called Fitbit Manager Manager and it's where you're the you're the, you're the head I, you're, the, you're the head of like a kind of support group and there's 11 young men that are addicted to Fitbit Manager and you've got to kind of train them to get their life back in track. <laughs> what was that? Couple, that game will be so hard. Should we call it a couple tunnel syndrome manager? <laughs> well, Andy, you've done a hell of a job fucking planning out this Fitba special I think it's going to be among our, our part of episodes of all time nice. and it brings us on to what our picks Aye, for next time is listener I'm sorry to report you will not be hearing the dulcet tones of Johnny Branchfield on next episode he was just a guest but you'll hear him again he'll be back uh, sorry for the clap for, there for, Mick for, I know for, that's <laughs> as I'll be back again for my hat trick ball <laughs> they always done. come back well listener you know one thing about Andy Mack is that he fucking loves Golden Axe Almost to a... He's got a level of devotion for the game, unlike any other. So what I want to do is, after Golden Axe... You've played this before, but it's just to get right. it on, Eddie. Your man who made Golden Axe next made a game called Alien Storm, which mostly right. plays like a sci-fi Golden Axe. You're people beating up aliens with, guns. with laser whips, and then there are also these kind of light gun sections, but it's first person. I mean, there's going to be a lot of Golden Axe chat on that, but there you go, Alien Storm. It might be Golden Axe. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get my comic here. Uh, my f- we are fine here. I'm going to get him Body Harvest for the N64, which nice. was the, uh, the original, well, the first time that the engine for what we know is Grand Theft Auto now was ever released. And there's a big story that you probably be able to sink your teeth into between uh, Rockstar and Nintendo, which meant they never worked with each other yeah. again. Unsung hero of the Rockstar RTMA back catalogue. Um, so I'm going to be getting Mick one that I think is probably long awaited but for whatever reason the stars haven't aligned um, it's one of my favourite games of all time one of possibly the greatest RPGs I think ever created uh, Planescape Torment so Mick is going to get his yeah. sink his teeth in so that if one you, if you like those ones like the Baldur's Gate episode where we talked really really long about Dungeons and Dragons and role playing <laughs> and stuff like that <laughs> uh, we you'll need to cut the Planescape stuff quite heavily you'll be one playing um, with your suit and knee pants on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so Johnny, you want to close us off with the final word on this one? Um, yeah, no, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, Italy pumped England, so we're all happy. The Euros is done. Scotland are back in major tournaments. We've had a great time at Cathkin Park, the former home of Third Lanark, and uh, it was lovely to be here. I hope you've considered. Yes. I hope you've considered all the sounds of fucking rustling leaves and dogs and birds, just part of the ambience, and not like uh, detrimental with the sound quality. And, <laughs> and the spirit of Italian ain't it? That's what I've seen much about it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>